Welcome to the Town Brothers Podcast Experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Talon Brothers Podcast. My name is Nathan Talon. With me today, my name is Nick Talon, and it's bad luck to kill a goal. And next to him, Tyler Bourne. Back at you two weeks in a row. Woo-hoo. Oh my honestly, God! Hold on, though. We're back appro- to back. We're approaching fifty episodes. Correct. This is episode thirty-nine. The Talon Brothers Podcast Experience. Yep, one star. <laughs> Just like uh, the old days. Well, we got the quality <laughs> for it. Nothing's changed. We got the quality for it, so you may as well phone it in. Am I right, boys? All right, I'll take it away. All right, first things first. I mean, there's a whole slew. Slew, maybe even a spiel. Of, what are we starting with? I'm of excited. Batman news. Yay. So there's no confer- confirmations yet, but a bunch of rumors, people in talks. We got, um, what is it, Colin Farrell Yeah. in talks to play the Penguin. So is he going to put on weight? No. Well, there he could play, um, like, I think, like, it looks, I played the Telltale Batman game, right? And he's, like, he has a perfect look for the Penguin in that universe, where he's kind of more of a gangster, rich prep boy from London that Bruce was friends with as a kid. Makes sense. So yeah. What makes and he kind of. What makes him the Penguin, then, in that story? Uh I don't know. He also wears an awesome mask in the Telltale version that looks like a penguin, and it kind of looks well, like a maybe flame. that's all it is. Just penguins mask, are normally man. thick because they're in cold weather, so they need the the blubber. You ever see Happy Feet? Yeah, they're not they're all big fat, too. Dude. Though Elijah got... Wood was not a fat penguin. Yeah, here, here. Elijah Elijah Wood's like five foot four. So what justifies the nickname then? Like, how does he get? I it? don't know. I guess we'll find out. Nick. Well, you played the game. Uh, in the game, he just—that's his like crime name is the penguin. He wears a penguin mask. Let, let's go on about who oh, else okay. was cast. In it. Um, and then also uh, Matthew job. Matthew McConaughey is in talks to play Two Face or Harvey Dent. <clears throat> and now, I really hope he channels his Dark Tower villain for this role. Now here's my thing: is I think how I would like it is that Matthew McConaughey is just playing Harvey Dent. And he's in, like, he's the district attorney. Yeah, he's not actually two-faced in this movie. And he's working with him, begrudgingly, working with Batman to kind of um, capture the serial killer. Yeah, <clears throat> sure. Like, that's what they're going through to make sure that he gets prosecuted. I would love that. And I'd even love if there's, like, shades of him. Like, because, dude, like, I think it's an underrated performance, uh, Aaron Ecker in The Dark Knight. Oh, he's Every, amazing. Everyone amazing. talks no, well, about the The whole Joker. movie is what we call great. Yeah. Well, it's just... It's not that it's unfortunate, but when you have like one of the great performances, performances it's yeah. like everything fails. People don't even talk about Christian Bale in the movie. And he's great yeah, too. Yeah, you know, everybody in that movie is great. But like Two Face and Harvey Dent is such an interesting character that I think you can do a lot, and I think Matthew McConaughey would kill it. It'd be yeah. interesting to have Two Face with that voice. But hey, I'm down for whatever at this yeah, point. Yeah, he'd have an interesting interpretation of how he would pull it off. Was there anybody else that was uh, cast? I mean, Jeffrey Wright is officially now Commissioner. Gordon. But we we talked about that before. Yeah, and it's and it's. That's awesome. Awesome casting. Someone pointed out, like, people, and it's like, all right, we're embracing change, but it's like, imagine when all the fanboys kind of it clicks in their head that that means that there's going to be a black, black bad girl. girl. It's fine. When Who it's cares? like, it's uh, cool. get Zendaya in there, and we got Barbara Gordon. That's all I'm saying. You got Timothy Chalamet and <laughs> Zendaya as Robin and Batgirl. Whatever timeline gets Tell us, me it wouldn't be killer. Whatever timeline gets us to Batman Beyond, I'm in. See, that's that's my only <laughs> fear about what you just said, Nate, uh, with the movies, that there's so many there's too big many name casts where it's like, okay, well, then what direction are they going in the movie if we have Harvey Dent? So it doesn't mean he's going to be Two-Face. Well, then clearly they would be setting up yeah. that Two-Face would be in this universe in some capacity in the future. 
Okay, so is this movie just going to serve a setup? If we have Penguin, Two Face, Riddler, well, Bat or Catwoman. Well, how um, I think it's actually going to work. I would love if he's just Harvey Dent in this movie. Right. But even if he's Two Face, I still think that it's going to be Batman. Five years into him being Batman, going through his rogues gallery to find who killed this. That's what I think it's going to be. Sort of like an Arkham Asylum sort of situation so, where he has to. Face so they're just a bunch appearances. Of them. Yeah. And like maybe eventually, and like they break maybe out. that's how it goes. But I think like Catwoman probably more of an ally it's than an a villain. Interesting point. So you think Riddler we're going to see a villain. lot of the Batman rogues? We're going to see more than the typical one villain. Yeah, and I think I, th- like I know people are sick of you know universes and stuff like that. But what I hope this is kind of showing is that okay, there's going to be the Batman universe, like how Spider-Man, like Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. It's like it's just Spider-Man in this universe, and you got his. But villains. he'll when they team up, and you have. Professor Connors in it, even though sure. he was never the lizard, he was still there in the movies, you know? Yes, he was. Um, That's true. And yeah, like I think. But it, but my whole thing is you wouldn't cast Matthew McConaughey as Harvey Dent just to be Harvey Dent in one movie. You'd cast, You'd cast him, him to, in the sequel. He'd become of back. Of course. Yeah. But then it's like, okay, well, you know, he wouldn't be the only villain. They'd probably but try all, and do a whole also, bunch of stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if because he, he's done small stuff like that before, too. Where he just plays. Maybe Matthew McConaughey and, and Robert Pattinson form a budding friendship as Bruce Wayne and Harvey. I would Dent. love that because that's a sequel, real thing that happens. And then the sequel is a some sort of turn. Yeah, so it's ju- it is just Two Face, but it's two friends. Oh, hey, dude, let, let us write the movie. Yeah, run it. Um, um, but I think Riddler. Like, think about it. Paul Dano. We love Paul Dano, but he's, he's not a fantastic like a big actor. name. No, and that's the main villain. Is you? Oh, well, to I me, think... there's just so much getting cast where you just kind of get a little worried. So I'm just a little nervous that there's so much because I don't know what the story's going to be. Well, We've never seen a Batman movie where they have 50 villains and pull it off. So it's just like well, a little bit nervous. My thing. My Batman th- and Robin. My thing yep, is. Yep, you're proving my point. With Batman Forever. Where, where I start getting nervous with this is that they're casting all these phenomenal actors. So Are they like, going to get their justice? Well, I say, all I can think is what if it's bad, though? Exactly. Think about. Like that's what I'm like. I'm scared. Is it gonna, think about the I mummy. Who Johnny? They rumored like Johnny Depp, Russell Crowe. You have all these huge actors in the movie, and Dark Universe, Dark. Yeah, is that because they tried to build it up too much? I don't want this movie to suffer from. Well, I can't wait to see what Batman two, three, and four are going to be. So we got to really cram this first movie in. I just want this movie to be good. Yeah, I'm and just when I concerned. hear about all these people cast as extra supervillains in the movie, I'm worried about it. I'm just concerned with too much going on well that's like that's that's one thing that anyone can realize when watching a movie if there's too much going on i mean i'm assuming this isn't gonna be a three-hour movie if you're gonna have all especially if it's true that all these people are in the movie and they do have some sort of tiny role besides being just like a a trip down memory lane that's where i get a little concerned because it's like don't try and do too much try and build this up because i'm sick of people trying to rush it in one movie uh, for example, I already mentioned in the podcast, the Dark, Dark Tower. That's like a how many book uh, series? Seven. And they put it in one movie, hour and a half. Well, okay, so what <laughs> oh, I, I'm sure I'm sure the real fans love that one. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I what I appreciate about the Telltale game is it's Batman. Like you get Bruce Wayne, but they do like completely different spins on a lot of the characters. So I would love if like who knows maybe. Harvey Dent never becomes Two Face, and he's just a district attorney that shows sh- like shades of going evil. But they play with that expectation in your head, and like the Penguin's like a whole other thing where it's like he's just a gangster. He's not like some a super villain. Yeah, right. Like I would love stuff like that. Uh, also, <coughs> I completely forgot another person in the talks of joining. I don't know if you saw this, Andy Circus. Yeah, yep. as Alfred. 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 Hey, great, yeah. dude. Are you how could he not be a good Alfred? Like, well, well, but again, it was like how great was Jeremy Irons? <laughs> yeah, exactly. like that was a cool yeah. Alfred. So it's like. 
this is hey, it's totally own thing. Watchmen. Are they again? It's like are they rebooting it? All this other stuff. I feel I like they are. At, at this point, I feel like it's okay. But what about Wonder Woman and Suicide Squad? That's still part of the old stuff. But also, that also proves if Andy Serkis is going to be Alfred, that it's also not in the Joker universe. What if because they're setting Why? Wonder Woman in eighty four? Alfred is already cast. Uh, hey guys. They can pivot, dude. Look at freaking uh, look at Rachel and the Dark Knight yeah, series. Mean, yeah, I guess you're right with there. And she's more. She was more of an important character <laughs> than Alfred. They look close enough. But <laughs> I feel like Alfred's one of those characters where you get cast. You get cast for it. It's one of those things. It's like a softball or underhand softball toss. It's like, oh, you got a British accent. You're gonna be a great exactly. Alfred. Be a little charming. Be a little witty, and people will love he you. He doesn't look. He's not very old, but I guess Pattinson is quite a, still yeah. quite a bit younger than him. So it's yeah. okay. And they could go with the um, if the, based on uh, Andy Serkis is a pretty fit dude, so they could do like the uh Alfred trainer kind of trains him. Like that, we haven't really seen. Uh, you get shades of that with Jeremy Irons, but we don't really know for sure. So it could be that relationship as well, which I think would be cool. Or he's like the man in the chair. Like a lot of times, Alfred is just the butler that kind of helps him out. He, he kind of seemed like that guy in the in Batman Justice. Well, and in the animated series, he's like he's at the back computer when yes, Batman's out. Yes. Like I wonder how Jeremy Irons would have played out in Ben Affleck's um, Batman directed movie. You know, but it's just I'm excited for Matt movie. Reeves. Well, hold on. Wasn't Lucius Fox kind of like that? Lucius Fox is, is also that a, a separate character. character in the comics, or did they just put him in the Dark no, Knight? No, he's he's a he creates the tech for Batman. That's cool. Because yeah, Batman's smart, but he's not like a he's scientist. not a genius. Yeah, he can't. Well, I guess he in a way he is. Yeah, but in different ways than building what, technology. What do you guys think Batman's IQ is? Pretty high. Max. Max. Joe Rogan level, Maxed I'd up. say. Yeah, at least. Joe hey, Jamie. Jamie, oh, pull up my <laughs> IQ. <laughs> anyway. Um, but the main thing that could break this is I'm getting so excited. I mean, Greg Frazier's DP, Matt Reeves is directing it, and he wrote it. Who's doing the score? Michael Giacchino's doing the score. Hey, for every Don't movie, there's a like chance him? that you... He has hit and misses, but his hits are The hits. Incredibles. What else? Up. The Grand Budapest Hotel. Nope. Nope. Who Inside did Out. Who did Grand Budapest? Alexandre Desplat. That was Alexandre Desplat. You can make a good score. I'm not worried about it. I, I just think that, like, the reason I'm worried about it is that it's still part of this DC universe. So it's like, how much freedom are they giving them? I, we have no idea. How I really, I really hope that. Stuff up? I really hope that they just come out and say, look, okay, so <laughs> Justice League, catastrophic failure. We're, we understand that our characters are could be vehicles in these great stories. So we're just going to let people tell their stories. If Matt Reeves has an idea for a trilogy, we're going to let him tell this trilogy. So that's what I was saying. What if because Wonder Woman one and even two are set before the events of both Dawn of Justice and uh, Justice League, they can just go, well, we're going to pretend like those didn't happen. And now she did Wonder Woman 184. And now she's part of this universe yeah. as the new Justice League as Robert Pattinson, Batman, whoever is going to be. You know, the Flash, Superman, yeah. and the Flash. But what about Aquaman? Because I guess that's successful now. See, and it takes that's place it's so after weird. Justice League. I think they just tell their own stories. I, like, and then maybe in ten years, if their trilogies are done, League. they do Justice League, and it's like, holy crap, we had some you know good movies. Even like Aquaman, I had fun with it. It's not the best movie ever, but it's like I wouldn't. It's fine. Yeah, like it's I not. It's no worse or better than half the Marvel movies. Exactly. So, so it's yeah. like it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, man, throw him in the Justice League. That'd be great. But like, make sure it's a capable movie and you built up to this. Imagine if you get a Wonder Woman trilogy, a Batman trilogy, J.J. Uh, Abrams gets his Superman trilogy. You get freaking Aquaman and they're all decent to great movies and then you get a justice league movie and it's like this is after marvel's dipping into the c grade characters at this point right 
that's what they got to do is tell great stories and then if it works say yeah we can do a justice league now yeah you got to imagine that now that marvel's big first phase is over so they're not going to be doing iron man 4 they're not going to be doing captain yeah. america 4 that they're, they got to do like you said they're going to the b-grade characters yeah. that this is dc's time to come out with batman with superman with wonder woman with their big hitters and yeah like what do we get over. what do we get next year from marvel we get i don't Eternals. care yeah i don't care what do we get we get eternals um what is that yeah i don't even know what that is it's like I don't know. It's like basically cosmic people that's been on Earth for a long time. Well, okay. Um, then what? I don't even remember. See? Sweet. But like you get like the Marvel TV shows is what they're kind of doing care. now. And then in 2021, what do we get? We get Love and Thunder. Yep. Black Panther 2. Yeah. And then guess what comes out that year? The Batman. We get The Batman. And what year is that? 2021. Uh, is that yeah. Dune? Dune's next year. But oh. it's But it's rumored to be two parts. So I think they're going to uh -huh. see if this one performs, and then they'll do part For two. me, Marvel's done. Like, I may go uh -huh. see a couple of those other ones. Like, I'll see the Black Panthers and stuff like that. And if it's a down week and I have some time, I'll go see the other ones. But it's but not going to be, me, like, done. rushing out to see it. I'm going to go see That's Batman I mean, People will be night. more excited to go see Batman and Superman if those freaking movies, movies were good. So then yeah. you're right. So then make some movies for a while and do a team-up movie. Now's your time to build up because Marvel's rebuilding now, too. Their big stuff is done. So what it's time it for everybody to just build. Could you imagine, like you mentioned, if they just did it when they were supposed to build it up over the course like of imagine years? Like, imagine it's like, like even imagine. Like, I would be a DC fanboy at that point because I love the characters way more. I agree. But I like, still want to see Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League. Hey, maybe one day, man. But uh, like, imagine, <laughs> start a Patreon account. Imagine give like, it to him. It's like the third the, Bat the third Batman movie comes out, right? Robert Pattinson hailed as a fantastic <gasps> not even like he doesn't even need to be the best batman ever just a fantastic batman like he's really good and then like it goes two years and they're kind of silent then it's like that comic-con they come out he walks on stage he says justice league and it's like everyone would freaking lose and their they mind cast, and then they cast willem dafoe as an aged gangster joker who's been inspired by what jo joaquin phoenix he watched the lighthouse he's like i hate that guy and he goes and beats rubber pants and down dude oh you, can Willem you imagine would the memes? Be great as a can Joker. you imagine the memes? As any, literally as a, any villain. What if he's this Zaz serial killer? And yeah, oh my God, could he's he's got a great mindset too, where he's like, I'm I'm literally just a tool for the artist to tell their story. Listening and, to him and Robert Pattinson and Robert Eggers talk about the lighthouse has been yeah, so amazing. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we'll talk about that later. But um, my main concern: what if the suit sucks, guys? What if it, the won't, scares, dude. it won't. It won't, dude. I, I think literally they've all looked great, even from Michael Keaton's Batman to. Ben Affleck's bat nips were a little bizarre. Yeah, that one is bad. So is Val Kilmer's wasn't great, but like Michael Keaton, Christian Bale, and Ben Affleck, I thought of all yeah. looked really great. I want, I want the cape. We, me and my buddy, we were talking about it today. Who's your buddy? Alex Jackson. Alex Laxon. I want, Jackson. I want, I want the cape. That's kind of like the animated series where he can put it all around him, and that's how he kind of hides in the darkness. Yeah, and it's and made out of. It's made out of uh, what's the the black material that they just discovered on Earth? That's like like the darkest mecha black. What is I it? want he no could get cape, his... and just because he's younger, I want him to be fucking look like Batman Beyond, dude. Could you imagine? Can we get? A... <laughs> they don't they don't call him Batman. No. They just have a suit that looks like where it's just no. like skin tight. He's no, freaking ripped. Dude. The eyes are just like I would... super white. The mask covers. No, his whole dude. We face. need to save Batman Beyond. For when uh, we get it in 25 When we get it with Denise, shoot, Denise, Denise on directing his it and Deacon Deacons, shoots it. On, Deacons would be on his deathbed. Well, no, medical, medical, <laughs> uh, we'd have medical advancements. Deacons would be eternal. Deacon, Deacons is 125. Denise pushing 70. We get Batman Beyond. <laughs> 
Could you could you imagine that movie? Stop. <laughs> Just no, stop I right can't. now. I why well, can? It's, it was Blade Runner with Batman as the I main know. character. Could you imagine that movie? Um, but what's, yeah, what's next? <laughs> if they if they do like a Telltale suit, that'd be awesome. That would give be okay, me, Nate. Yeah, give me the white eye. Give me the white eyes this time. No, we can't do the white eyes. It doesn't I make think sense. That'd be cool. It doesn't make sense. If they could make it, why look not? Cool. That's how. How you do you get do the, white eye? That's that you get some of it. What if you dark? had like contacts? Well, that'd be like really weird. I don't know. I kind of thought about that, but too. like digital but, ones. Yeah, where but you it can like see. looks like it gives you a vision. heads up display, like Call of Duty. You get you get that kind of at the end of the Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah, you so do the sonar. Yeah, so well, you get that possible. in Batman v Superman too, right? Does it doesn't he? Well, no, it's yeah when he's fighting Superman, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's more of a metal. metal. It's a metal mask. Yeah, so his skull doesn't uh, collapse. Correct. Do you believe? Okay, you moving on. Uh, so into the Spider Verse two is happening. Um, April 8th, 2022. All we got was like a little basically announcement that it's coming in 2022. Nate, tell me how to feel. Should be excited. It's going to be phenomenal. They're taking their time on it. Um, and we should get another great one. I what heard today that what I year? guess Japanese Spider-Man from like that old show mm-hmm. is already kind of confirmed to be in it. So what I mean, year? It's, it's awesome that it got announced, but dude, it's freaking a long time. Yeah, what yeah, year? I mean, it's going to take a while. 2022. So that's a while from now, yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm like, I wonder if I'll be 30. Because uh, they could have just announced it next, like this exact same time next year, and everybody so like we all knew it was kind of coming because the first one was great, everybody loved it, made a lot of money. So yeah. why wouldn't they? I just think it's strange to announce it three yeah. years out. But hey, it's cool. You yeah, know it's coming. I kind of feel that way too, but I'm super stoked. It's one of my yeah. Like, how do you make a decision like ever. that? Like, when do you announce? I think it? I think it's just been it's been a year around a year since it came out they're like keep interest in spider-verse alive i mean that's true sort of stuff next like that. year they can probably next, yeah next year they'll release the first look of all the spider-men yep. uh next year after the that trailer. trailer yep there you go makes sense so yeah so yeah that's all i really wanted to say is that no yeah i'm really excited for it. i really i honestly wasn't expecting much from into the Spider-Verse until we got like that preview. I don't even know what movie we were watching, but there was a preview. Venom. Yeah, you're it right. Was it was Venom. Venom. And I have to admit, man, that really hyped me up. And it's still one of my favorite scenes in the movie with the graveyard and all that stuff. Yep. And uh, from that point on, I was excited for it. Went to see it. Loved it. Now I'm excited for this. It's, it's like clockwork, baby. Let's get it. So we got the first image from uh, the Russo Brothers' next project. Really? What is that? Uh, it's called Cherry, and it's starring Tom Holland. You know what, Nathan? I saw the first image release for it. And uh, he plays a veteran uh, that wants to rob banks, and he's an addict as well. Um, and it's based on a true story, based on a book. Um, and I guess the bank robbing isn't a main part of the book, so people are kind of hoping that that's just used to sell tickets. But it's kind of interesting because it's the Russo brothers fresh off of Endgame and Tom Holland. I'm excited to see Tom Holland in a gritty role. Yeah, because Spider-Man's so innocent and polished as a, like as a kid, like a kid character. Yeah. that's what I know him by. I don't think I've seen him in any other movie. And then people, what, what's interesting is that people like, yeah, the first thing I think of when I think uh, a veteran suffering from like PTSD is Tom Holland. But it's like Tom Holland's 23. There's veterans that are around, around that age. age that are fresh coming home that are. I like slightly that, so. agree with them, and at the same time, like. Don't just limit. The yeah, movie exactly. To that. Exactly. Yeah. To me, I think it's fine. And like, hey, let's see what the Russo brothers can do outside of the Marvel yeah. universe. Because have they directed any films outside of? I don't Marvel? think so. They've. They, I think they've only directed. 
some shorts well episodes of community right that's really what i'm saying good. other than yeah. tv so as far as films go who knows what they're capable yeah. of not telling a, a superhero story so yeah i can't wait that's cool um next up is wally's wonderland and it's an amusement park horror movie by a guy that i don't think directed anything in a long time starring Nick Cage. Nicholas Cage. Nothing's been released for this except Nothing plot, has right? been released except Nicholas Cage is on. I don't know how in to a, feel. In a amusement park horror movie. So hopefully better than Hellfest. So I think he is a janitor that works at this amusement park at night. And then stuff starts going crazy. I don't know why, but for some reason I have no hope in this. That's all I needed to hear. Because yeah. like Nick Who's Cage. Who's directing it? I don't know. You, if you look up Wally's Wonderland, Nick Cage, I'm sure it will come up. But um, he hasn't directed anything in a long time, and he said that the only way this movie would be made is if Nick Cage is starring in it. So well, that maybe. should give you – but N- Mandy was the same way, and Mandy was at least something interesting. Awesome. Yeah. It, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll have to wait and see, but Nick Cage is running out of money, so he's got to get that bread. I respect that. He needs to buy dinosaur teeth. Kevin Lewis is the director. And what has he directed? Run it. Yeah, run it for us. And he directed The Drop, 2006. The oh, Method, the Needle Drop. 1996. Malibu Spring Break, 2003. Looking good Downward for this. Angel, 2001. Looking good so far. And that's it. It's really interesting that this movie is going to be really bad. Yeah. Let's see. The average, the IMDb score for The Drop is 2.3 out of 10. How <laughs> uh, <laughs> would you find this news? Uh, it was Nick on Cage. the top of yeah. movies. Probably just because of Nick, Nick Cage. Cage yep. to it, yeah. it could be, like, even though those it movies could be suck, wacky. this movie could be wacky and fun. Yeah. I, I don't see, like... I would consider Panos Cosmatos at least some sort of auteur when it comes to filmmaking. Like he has a very like yeah his his films are weird, but they're very unique and and only he could make his movies. Whereas I think a really weird, stupid, funny, fun. It's funny. Yeah. You know what though? It's amusement fun. park horror film with exactly. Nick Cage could and it's be fun. funny though because like. I know I'm talking shit about this movie, but if I went and spent an A-list reservation on Slenderman. What's gonna keep me from going to this one? Exactly. You know? oh, exactly. So this, there's Nick no Cage, way this will be worse. Nick than Cage is better than every person that was in Slenderman. Imagine him like on a roller coaster screaming while something. Yeah, it's chasing gotta be him. insane. Like, come on. Right? Wait, wait. So is he the evil guy or no? I think he's a janitor at night and stuff. Like I think the amusement park's haunted or something like that. Like something silly like that. That'd, That'd be that be fun. Yeah, night at the museum type shit. Night, night at the museum, except a horror movie. I'm in. What do you got else? What else you got, Nate? Uh, the Grudge trailer. So the reboot and the grudge. Oh, I forgot to watch this, man, on my prep. I forgot to Pause. watch this. So what'd you guys think of the grudge trailer? The only thing I don't understand is he has spooky hair because, I mean, how to get in there? Well, did you see the original grudge? Yeah. I you, haven't seen the, the what, Japanese one? Or you have? Current, yeah. Ju- you've seen Juan? Yeah. My dad watched it once and I was in the room. So you didn't? You, okay. Yes, I did. Old, I watched you, it. Five? No, I was probably Seven. 10, 10. <laughs> No, way. yes, I was terrified, but I do remember. <laughs> I swear to God, I swear right to God, here. we can bring my dad downstairs right now. Subtitles and all. Hey, Dad, <laughs> did nice. you watch the original Grudge? <laughs> I've never seen the. Grudge. I've never no, seen it either. I've but even I know... seen Scary Movie when it has the Grudge. In it. Okay, I've seen Scary Movie. So my thing is, I know the whole, uh, that whole thing. And I know the hair, like the shower and the hair. Yep. That's like the main gag, right? That's exactly what I know too from Scary Movie, unfortunately. Yeah. So 
I don't know. It's I just produced didn't think by the Sam Raimi. Looks scary, like you just said. I'm more interested in who's involved with the movie than I am. And the Sam Raimi has been producing at least interesting horror projects, like he produced Crawl. Yeah, but I mean, hey, Quentin Tarantino's movie of the year. Um, also, he produced Don't Breathe, and that was kind of a big hit, a sleeper hit. Um, See, that's why I kind of have faith in it because Don't Breathe was phenomenal, yeah. and I don't remember seeing the trailer for Don't Breathe and loving it. Yeah, um, and I loved that movie. Yeah. So this could be great. So I, I think like he John does a good Cho. job of spotlighting these up and coming horror directors. What whether they do like shorts or something, he's like, hey man. But I mean, The Grudge. I don't know. I guess we'll see. I like John Cho. I like the girl from Mandy, and I I've seen the other detective dude and stuff before. I just don't yeah. know. Yeah, I know what exactly his name what you're is. About. From the trailer, it looks very mediocre, but I guess we'll see. it looks typical. And, yeah, like it does. like you said, it's got the the <laughs> cop that's going to come yeah. and tell them the plot, what's going on. You have the lady gets cursed from going into the house that they were told, "Hey, don't go in there." You know what though? I ever since searching, and I recently watched Columbus too. I really like John with Chow. Is that how it's pronounced? John Cho. Cho. Uh, playing really, playing Spike yeah. in the new. Couple of Bebop show got injured, tore his ACL, I'm pretty sure. Really? So delayed or they're going to recast? Uh, uh, delayed for seven to nine months production. Yes. Yeah. That's what an ACL can do. It can delay for seven to nine months. Yeah. And that was a worry when they were casting the part because he's older and it's a very but physical wait, what role. The, yeah. What the hell are they doing? I never watched the show. Is it really that? I mean, he's like a martial artist. Oh, so that is physical. So I don't Man, know. Tyler would probably tear his ACL. If you played Cowboy Bebop, his name is Spike. <laughs> I'm gonna tear your ACL. I'm gonna cut your Achilles when you're sleeping. Sniff. Okay. <laughs> Next up, uh, in kind of news that I'll take it or leave it, uh, Peyton Reed is coming back to direct Ant Man three. So I mean, um, I really at least you know he gets I, to finish I mean, a trilogy. You know, whatever. You know what I really want him to do on this one though? Just make it a romantic comedy. Didn't they say that that's what the second one was? Barely, though. Like, go on, full on. Who cares anymore? I, Plus, no, didn't I he think, direct? What else did he direct? I think He's, Thor Love and Thunder is going to be a romantic comedy directed by Taika Waititi. The last Marvel movies have been such a blur of nothing, blah, nothing. Like, other than Endgame and Infinity War, like, for me, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel, all, whatever the most recent ones have been, have been such a blur of, like, I can't distinguish them or remember them. I vaguely remember some stuff in Ant-Man 2. I don't care about Ant-Man 3 or Peyton Reed directing it. Hey, but Peyton Reed, director that's going to finish off a trilogy in the Marvel movies, hey, which is... Good for him yeah. for cash and cash some, and some I think an Edgar Wright trilogy would have been better. I think uh, Edgar Wright Ant-Man movie had the possibility, without being tied to the MCU, would have the possibility of being the greatest superhero movie we've seen. Like well, that's just, just cause he's good. Just because he's good, and it, Ant-Man matches his style. So imagine Last an, Night in Soho. Oh, I'm excited for it, dude. What's that? His next movie. And is it's rumored movie. to take place a majority in the 60s. So does that mean that there's time travel? Or yeah, does that mean, time, I heard yeah. there's time travel. What? So we'll <laughs> see. It's a horror movie with time, time travel horror movie. Does that not sound like Edgar Wright? Or? Yeah, come on. I don't even know what to expect. Well, like, okay, so what I'm saying is think of Edgar Wright quality films, right? And then think of a superhero movie. And then think of a superhero movie that no one really cares about. And then think of a superhero that you can literally do whatever you want with. And like the action scenes would just be him shrinking and getting bigger. It, it's, it's perfect. perfect for Edgar Wright. And you're, it would be a exactly passion correct. project, which is like right. an even next level thing. So what ended up happening is they said no to him, Is right? that he was still attached because he was trying to get it made before the MCU. 
and then he was still attached and then they said okay so the, this is what you're going to have to do with your move this is what you're going to have to do with your movie cuz oh, we have the, the MCU way, now we'll direct all the action scenes for and you and then he's like e- i'm not going to be tying in everything that's why he still has a story credit technically on it so he's credited in the MCU that's cool but i think it's because they just took the base level of an ant-man heist movie and made it into what it was could have been what could have been you know you know what Whatever. but hindsight's 2020 man i wish d rose was still on the bulls we, on that note we'll move forward uh to another sequel tomb raider 2 are you serious starring this alicia was... vikander moving forward with the director ben wheatley who directed really? kill list and free fire is that am i thinking of the same guy yeah right so kill this... list i think i think so but so he did Nate, free fire i was looking at our little podcast bullet list and when i went past this with my eyeballs this is one of those things where I just really glanced over. I don't care. So you asked really, to have prep work, and you didn't do the prep work? No, it's funny. Like I remember the movie. I remember scenes in the movie, and I, I did not he also like did the movie. High Rise with Tom Hiddleston. Did he? Free Fire, Kill List, A Field in England. No. Oh wait, maybe let me hit director. Yes, he did High Rise with Tom Hiddleston. So the hey, reason why I put it down on. is because it's interesting. They're changing directors. That's to me having him direct it makes it feel like they're going in a, a, a different direction, entirely different direction. So we'll see. Tyler, look at me. Movie. So we'll see. Tyler, look at me in my eyes. Because I think Alicia Vikander is a great actress. So I guess we'll see how kind of how this turns out. I don't care. Because I, you the know what, you know bad. what, it wasn't Tomb that bad. Raider sucked. <laughs> it was bad because of the whole final act of the film. No, the whole movie was bad. Correct. Remember how it opens with yeah. her hop song Correct. and her riding a bike. Correct. <laughs> Correct. I don't remember that. What do you <laughs> That's mean? how the movie opened. Correct. It was horrible. She's playing some game on a bike with some dudes, trying to catch some pain, pain. or something. Yep. Oh my god! And there's I do a pop remember song that. Playing. <laughs> that wasn't good. Yeah, like who played? What is it? A mini game in Jack and Dexter? <laughs> yeah, that's what it kind of felt like. Yeah, it was uh, weird. moving on. I just put it on there because it's a new director. He's done no, interesting hey, stuff. Bad in the past. production yes, value. So, no, for I you think, adding that. <laughs> I think the fact that they're having him direct it makes it seem like. Maybe they're, I don't know, maybe they're going to give him a whole bunch of control of, hey, make a cool movie, man, which is always the hope. Yeah. I mean, at this point, they, I mean, maybe they barely scraped even. So they're just like, dude, do whatever. Do something interesting yeah. with, we got the property, we got Alicia Vikander still attached. So it's which like, is awesome yeah. because she was not the problem. Exactly. And she's still awesome. Yep. Uh, Hocus Pocus 2. We touched on Hocus Pocus 1 a little bit. Uh, yes, we did. Hocus Pocus 2, original cast returning moving forward. But it's going to be on Disney Plus. Boo! You ruined it. With that. <laughs> you totally ruined it. I don't know how to feel. Like I thought the first one was good. I understand why people like it. I don't need to see a second one. Yeah, I thought it was fun and a good time. But you saying there's going to be a second one, I was like, oh, whatever. And then you said it's on Disney Plus, and I said I'll never watch it. Well, it's interesting that we're seeing this a lot recently, where people are cashing in and making sequels to stuff that was part of our generation as children, because it's like. I mean, even though Full House was before our time, we're seeing like Fuller House come back. People are talking about a fresh Prince of Bel Air reboot. We're talking about, you know, Hocus Pocus, There's stuff no like this. No original ideas. Be, it just seems to be coming back, especially stuff that was popular around when so, we were younger. So that'll actually lead into our final discussion. But I need to say something as well. Um, what they need to announce is Halloween Town 5. Isn't Halloween Town 5 already exists? It's 6. That would be the oh, thing, no. isn't is there it? Five? I, I feel like the problem is is television because the medium used to be different 20 years ago. So it was easier for network shows to be really popular. 
Um, so those shows used to get way more viewers than any yeah. shows do now. So now when they've tried all these new things and it's not getting the viewership that these old things used to, they're going to try and reboot them to try and bring the those viewers back. things that got viewers in the past. And then they'll get viewers for a little bit, and then it'll just go back to what all the other shows are doing. Right Correct. <clears throat> anyway, what's next? Um, so Andrew Garfield is set to star in Lin-Manuel Miranda's feature, like film, directorial debut uh, called Tick, Tick, Boom, I guess. But it's based on... Uh, it's going to be like a biopic on the Broadway um, writer yeah, yeah. that wrote Rent. I forgot what his name is, but he died like the week that Rent premiered on Broadway. And yeah. Then Rent went and on wait, and isn't this story about like a struggling yeah. playwright? Because it's like, no, like, and then perfect. he died before. And there I think Andrew go. Garfield can kill it. And Lin-Manuel, that's yep. like perfect right up his alley. For... Um, yeah, I'm excited for that because I was reading that <clears> on our <throat> list and I went and looked up the plot, went to the Wikipedia page as one does. And I read it. I was like, "That's a very interesting story, but it's also a musical. Probably be very depressing." But it's gonna be a musical. Is it gonna be a musical? Oh, is it a musical? I don't. Think no, so. is it about someone writing a musical? It is. It's about the guy okay, that wrote. So I may have. Rent. Yeah, I may have. Like a super famous Wait, music. Tyler, don't you dare. <laughs> have you heard of? Did Rent? you just flinch when I put my head back? Hold on. You're Are gonna you be... that much of a little? I... Oh, <laughs> I didn't flinch during shit. I was dancing. Number two. <laughs> How are you gonna be mad at me for getting confused? When Lin-Manuel is directing a movie about a guy writing a musical. I may have flipped a couple words. Have you heard of Rent before? I have. I don't know what it's about. It's about people living in an apartment building. Well, they, do they pay rent? That's part of the struggle. I'll pay rent when you fix my damn door. <laughs> hey, what do you think your <laughs> IQ is? Uh, Jamie, pull it up really fast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm excited for that. Andrew Garfield's a great actor, so it's Absolutely. great to have that on board. I'm interested to see what Lynn does with... Uh, movie it can't be that big of a budget either so it's kind of like a yeah sure lynn make a movie <laughs> one of those things you, you would think that like him directing a movie of course you'd want to do a musical but at the same time this doesn't sound like a story that would lend itself to be a musical very yeah. easily if yeah. it's if it's like th- a sad it's and depressing a kind of story yeah. so we'll see maybe inspirational but also tragic at the same time yeah i would um, imagine that's how it's probably gonna be. my life is a comedy you know all i have are negative thoughts um you kind of look like him nate I know I was gonna be him for Halloween. When he was growing out his hair, a, I told him he looked like him. But that was gonna be a uh, just get close that. call when we came down. Could have been, it could have been accused of domestic we, terrorism. Nick and I were gonna do a photo shoot. Yeah, we're gonna do like a Joker one where Nate's lighting up cigs, even though he has asthma. I Kill me. All I have are negative thoughts. Hey, dude. fingers crossed. Next, next, uh, next. Jumanji: The Next Level trailer. Let's talk about it. You know what? The first one was not even close to as bad as I thought it'd be. I had a good it time was watching a fun it. Time. And let's book it for the second one. I'm in. Jack Black's funny as hell playing a a teenage girl. Oh, spoilers for Tyler. Hasn't seen the first one, but who I, cares? I, I've seen most of the movie because my sister watched it 500 times. I've just never sat down and watched the whole thing from start to finish. And you know what they're doing? Well, that's great. a problem. Look at so they took so everyone loved Jack Black as the teenage girl. Definitely the highlight of Jumanji yeah. technically too. This one, what they're doing is they're putting Danny DeVito in the Rock's body and they're putting Danny Glover in Kevin's Kevin Hart's body. Shenanigans are gonna ensue. I'm sure it's gonna be a great time and make a Who's billion Jack dollars. Jack Black though, because he's different now too. Uh, he's the big uh football player guy. Yeah. yeah. So he's then he's the big black guy. Yeah. Just do it. So it's then, like multiple characters mix and match. But you get a little tease at the end of this trailer. Yeah. Jack Black's back home, baby. Yes. He gets to be the teenage girl again too, <laughs> because she spawns in as a horse. Correct. 
It's honestly it was fun, man. <laughs> Nick Jonas is in it. He sings. No, he doesn't. No, he, he doesn't. should. He should make an original song. You know what? Let's just make it a hey, Disney Channel Aquafina's original. Aquafina's in this one. Aquafina's great. Aquafina is great. Amazing in the farewell. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe I'll, I'll watch that first. You one know what I love about it is that Aquafina is like becoming like a serious like actor. Like she's gonna be in a lot of stuff, and she's just sticking with the name. So one of these days, it's gonna be like, and the nominees for best actress are Aquafina. That's her rap name, correct? <laughs> correct. So it's like one of those things where it's like, yeah. And it's, I don't think it's going to happen, but she was definitely in the conversation yeah. for the farewell. Wait, so that so could have been a possibility. Are we able to year. book it then? Let's go see Jumanji opening night. Book it. Does it come out the same day as last uh, Rise of Skywalker? That'd be so stupid. I think it comes out the week at, week before. Week before. Probably a week before. Cash in. But that will be one That's of those. That's kind of suicide that they would even release. But it. it'll be in Is theaters. It universal? think so well think about it how much money did the first one make a billion, uh, billion. because it was Why in theaters be for eight months it was yeah. in theaters for like almost a year wasn't it yeah that and star wars are going to run with each other yeah. all throughout january probably into february they're both going to be that, makers i think jumanji jumanji, jumanji was Nate, how long was jumanji planned last year in theaters it literally ran till like july once the summer movie started that's when it got out so it like crazy, ran the man. dead zone does Rise of Skywalker beat Endgame opening weekend? I don't know, man. This is crazy for Disney. They've it's obnoxious. It's really bad. It's obnoxious. Um, I don't even want to get into. It. We've talked about it so much. They're yeah. literally taking over the movie industry. But what's next? But yeah. So now we can talk about what we watched. Our only hope. We can... I, I wanted to talk about some trailers real quick that I saw at the. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, when when I saw the lighthouse, just because we never really we haven't talked about trailers in a while. We oh, just so the talked first about one, the only one that matters, Jumanji 2. The first Jumanji one I want to talk about is this trailer for Antlers, this horror movie coming out directed by Scott Cooper. Produced by it, Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, I thought it looked good. My only I did too. trepidation is that it comes out in January, which is always but, a horrible sign. But I was that's looking, also where like low-budget horror movies come out as well. I was looking yeah. at my phone during that one. Um, oh, what about the, na- the nanny? The or the turning the, the turning, turning look. looks terrible guys i'm starting to get get, sir, get concerned i think finn wolfhard's a bust bust of the week because he also because he wasn't good in stranger things this season either i don't think do you know who was good in the turning trailer though the, the, little, the girl. little girl the little from, girl Florida, from Project. Florida project <laughs> she was yeah, cute she and was adorable good. but but she's evil nate is she you know what i my I, I think i already predicted the ending i think those are the parents well, yeah, Nick. That's like very clearly the thing. What the hell, Nate? You're gonna bash? It me? was just so stupid. Yeah, well, like, it doesn't. When look it, it, it's like because I think I saw that trailer immediately after Antlers, and Antlers I thought was it a had really some good style trailer. to it. Yeah, some... but then once you saw the monsters, I did get some chuckles out of the audience, which. But you didn't even really get to see. Yeah, I guess I didn't know how I felt about it, but I heard. But then it's titled Antlers, and people are. I just heard some chuckles, right? And then the turning comes on. And I'm just like, now this is a bad horror movie where that the trailer, are there's no surprise it. in the trailer. It looks horrible. Yeah. And people, you can hear whispers. It's like, well, the other trailer was so much better. I thought Antlers was and actually looked you like it had, should... like you said, just a bunch of style to it, which makes it immediately more interesting. My guess is that it's about Wendigos and Wendigos are freaking creepy, dude. They're about like humans that start to eat people turned into these creatures and it's like from native american folklore like sounds, there's i'm already sold yeah so it's Should like and he talks about he talks about it too like how it's like they started getting hungry and all yep. this stuff Should so i, go I think, back and watch it yeah and so, also carrie was was it carrie washington yep carrie carrie russell carrie russell carrie russell and she's amazing so i'm down i'm down 
I also saw the trailer for Knives Out, the new trailer. I don't think I had seen yeah. yet. Knives Out looks incredible. I cannot wait I, to see that. That's going to be so much fun yep. that like I'm stoked for it. I really hope there's a whole bunch to it, and I hope that because there's so many actors that everybody gets a lot of screen time. Yeah. I really hope everybody gets some moments to shine. Tony Collette looks awesome, and that's yep. the same person that says the I. The new trailer made me more excited for it because I didn't like. I wasn't that I excited for it, but the new one was really good trailer. Totally agree with you, Nick. And that's I agree. Thank, um, thank Nick you, Nick hates Ryan Johnson though. I don't okay. I don't like following him on Twitter. Fair enough. Thanks. Looper's a f- phenomenal film. Last Jedi suck. Anyway, Richard Jewell, Clint Eastwood's new movie. Amazing, yeah, it looks good. Dude. Looks good. Like a I Tanya type. Did He's you, actually in I Tanya. I think the actor. Yeah. Did you know who was supposed to star in that movie? Jonah Hill and Leonardo DiCaprio was supposed to be Richard Jewell and Sam Rockwell's character. What happened? They just dropped out. They had scheduling conflicts. Also saw the trailer for the movie Waves. Oh, it looks Waves so good. looks outstanding. God, that's gonna make me sad. That's gonna be the Beale Street of this year where do I'm you just think gonna be sad boy. For that trailer, end. I think do you think he like kills his dad? That's no. What I just think it's I just think it's a tale of just just a family. I think it's just a, a, a yeah. live a live uh, a, a live life. movie. Live a yeah. life movie. Like know? a Florida project. Oh, Lucas Hedges is in it. Didn't know. Yeah. I think he plays the daughter's boyfriend. I'll ask. Well, uncut gems. I think we've talked about before, but dude, looks great as well. whatever song it is in that trailer, that's a banger, dude. That that gets you hype. That gets you. And I heard the most exciting thing about uncut because I still need to watch Good Time, and I'm gonna watch, watch it, it before. Together, yeah, I'm Let's gonna watch, watch it, it before uncut right after gems. This podcast. Um, but uh, I think that like Adam Sandler in a serious role, I'm down for. I heard Kevin Garnett. Is just great. awesome in the movie. Too. I heard the weekend's great in it as well. I'm down, dude. This is gonna be a crazy. I'm um, excited, totally man. I've always been interested in the. It sounds weird, but I've always been interested in the world of jewelry. I know, yeah. It's a weird business. Like, how do you even get into yeah, it? Like, you have to snatch. go to certifications. Is that what that is? Yeah, it's about a diamond. Cool. So yeah, I've always been interested, and I it's it's not a heist movie, but you know, I like my limitless type movies and stuff <laughs> where it's just kind of like the fast pace. Like like just the crime kind of world like like yeah. street level yeah like I that's why Grimey. I liked um uh, good Jennifer, time no Jennifer Did you Lopez see good movie uh, Hustlers yeah. Hustlers yeah so I'm excited have for you it. seen Hustlers no I never saw it honestly good. this has been my absolute worst year for seeing movies since I really started going in 2014 yeah it's been rough for me too but I've started seeing more and more I think I'll catch up in the and I feel like now that here. now that it's finally November we're not getting a lot it's like all these good movies are coming uh-huh. out now there's nothing here that but I hope it all really sucks man yeah rock why can't i see great. parasite i want to see parasite more than anything <sighs> me I too i, I want to see jojo rabbit yeah, oh, yeah. but also netflix is getting some good movies this year guys when does the yep. irish we got dolomite is my dolomite. name came dolomite out, on prime a, i thought no it's netflix and i heard it's awesome okay and then the king i i heard it's at least good good a good movie and then um the Irishman. When does that come and out? And Marriage Story. When does it come out? Can't these are all Netflix movies. My own, pretty crazy. It's awesome that these movies come to when, Netflix, but I'd still rather see all of them in a movie theater. When does The Irishman come out? This month. What day? End of November to the 28th. We, we all got to watch that together. Yeah. We got to put go on Unless, If it comes together. to theaters, because it's supposed to have like a limited run, we're going to go see it at yes. 16. If it, But so if we don't find out if it's coming to theaters or not, should we just watch it right away when it comes to Netflix? Correct. Okay. Correct. I'm going to watch it in I don't mind watching it on my TV. I can pause at the piss, but I do like the theater experience. I'm going to pee on you in the But theater. I'll turn off all the lights in here, and we'll watch it in here. Yeah, Nate. Well, we need to but it's also this. three and a half hours long, so cue Whatever. out a Sunday, and let's watch it. I'd rather watch Lord Gone the with Rings, the Wind. Baby. Would you? No. <laughs> 
Oh, also marriage stories were like one of my most anticipated of the year. Mine's Uncut Jewels. Is it? Is Uncut Gems your most yeah, anticipated? Yeah, it is. Or nineteen seventeen, it's one of but those. But that's two. next year. Or for Ford, us. Ver, Ford v Ferrari, which comes out next week. That looks great too. I'd, this I'd is f- gonna be. Go ahead, sorry. This is gonna be like it's like banger Let, after well, banger. No, guys, now. let's have some fun, you know. For me, my most anticipated was the lighthouse. So now that I've seen it, I feel like it's probably down to like you should probably start knives watching out movies for the year. Maybe knives out. Even star. I know I I poop on the last Jedi, but I am pretty yeah, excited I mean, for it's Star Wars, Skywalker, dude. It's obviously. the end. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's a bunch of small movies, Parasite, that I'm like dying to see. Yeah. So my most is probably Marriage Story and Knives Out, and of course Star Wars. Marriage Story is the Adam Driver one. Adam Driver, Noah, Scarlett is Johansson. Noah Baumbach. Baumbach? Yep. Is it? Yep. Man, and, I love. And they said this the is his best one. Up. So it's like you know what his think, best movie oh, is. Francis Ha. Movies? He co-wrote it. He. I don't think he directed it. Did what? He? Francis Ha. Did he direct that? Yeah, he directed that. Uh, yeah, that's his best movie. He co-wrote it with Greta Gerwig. Yeah, yeah. Greta Gerwig stars in it. Amazing. Correct. Is he? Who's married to Greta Gerwig? I think they're dating. Lucas okay. Hedges. <laughs> no, Lucas he's married Hedges. to A twenty four. He's married to the indie scene. <laughs> like they find a way to get him in every movie. <laughs> yeah, he's in. Uh, he should have been the he's in Honey Boy too. Yeah, the of, Oh, I'm excited for he's that. He's in one. Waves. Good. He is in Waves. That's why yeah. I just, I just. You know said what? That. They should have made him the mermaid in the lighthouse. He could have been. Could have been. Could have. Let's been. talk about the lighthouse. Let's talk no, about no, the lighthouse. No. Well, first, let's talk about the other movies that we saw because lighthouse is going to be the big discussion. For okay, this. okay, so I'll hop in. Started my Star Wars rewatch. How's that? Going? Um, I'm going one through. You know, caught up, and so I watched the Phantom Menace for the probably the first time in ten years. Not a good movie, but you know what? It sets the stone. It sets it for me to get excited for Star Wars. I don't think it's as bad as what people say. Phantom Menace, um, so many flaws, but I had a good time watching a good Star you Wars movie. Bored Qui- out of your mind? No, I don't think so. Qui Gon Jinn well, was I'm good. Jar Jar is one of the biggest travesties, and oh, and all so like, and people are saying, well, the kids loved him and stuff like that. They but there's didn't, no though. excuse. Make a good character, and kids will like, still love it. Like when I was it. a kid, I did. And this isn't me having you know revisionist history. I didn't like Jar Jar as a kid. I was more attached to like Qui Gon Jinn and Darth Maul than Jar Jar. Beans. I like Darth Maul a lot, and you know what? Cool character, and there's some good shots in this movie too. Uh, the CG man, just you have to know your limitations. Like, you, but think you about have it. To push the envelope. Yeah, you got to push the envelope because without that movie, we probably wouldn't have our, you know, our Blade Runners of the world and stuff like that. But looking back, 2049 or the original 2049. Okay. Tyler, shut up, man. I'm just, that's the first movie that came to my mind. But you know what I mean. Uh, Darth Maul, not enough screen time. Qui-Gon, uh, rest in peace. John Williams. Ewan McGregor, amazing. It's funny, though, with the Jar Jar scenes, clearly can tell they're not, not looking, looking at the at right him. thing. It's, it's not good. I didn't like that they introduced the uh, mitochondria <laughs> or whatever, the midochlorians. <laughs> uh, just come on. The mitochondria is the powerhouse <laughs> of the cell. <laughs> but, exactly. That's what it's <laughs> But there's a, there's a scene. There's a scene. When Qui-Gon is talking to Watto and he's just not, like, it's clear. Like, it's not even like, oh, he's close you know enough. What? He's not looking at him. I'm I don't sorry. know why he's looking at hey, him. Hey, I'm sorry to baby Anakin miscast. He was fine, but make him a little taller, a little bit older than they, that. You it should have started Attack of the Clones. That's how old Anakin yes. should have been. He should have been a Padawan, and maybe you touch on, like, you get touch on his mother a little bit and how he was a fruit. Why couldn't he, be in a, why couldn't he have been a teenager? I hate sand. It, Why couldn't he have been a teenager? Attack of the, what year did Attack of the Clones come out? 2002. So three years earlier. He do you, know, a do you know who was supposed to play Anakin? Who? Leonardo, Leonardo. DiCaprio. 
It's it, it will probably would have ruined his career. Hey, good for him for George's turning it direction down. is kind of what brings these movies down. No, it's a hundred percent. That's part of the part, part of the problem. Man, that was a good quote by me on the podcast. Yeah, it was George's direction that was the fault of these movies. It's that's a fact. Um, he trashed. I mean, I'll hop off of that real quick. Yeah, I watched. Hop on. I watched dude. Attack of the Clones and I watched uh, Revenge of the Sith. Um, Attack of the Clones. God, I think I talked about it last week. I don't know, but that movie Russia sucks, dude. <laughs> like, literally the worst. Like, the worst Star Wars movie, not even a question. I thought Phantom Menace was. I am I apologize. No, it's Attack, Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones, almost like, there's even, like, Luca, I watched it with Luca, and he even had a similar thing where it's like, you have these memories of, like, well, this part's cool. No, it's not. You watch it again. No, it's not. The Kit f- Fisto's in the movie. Yeah, Obi- the Wan. conveyor belt scene is horrible. So the ba- scene when he goes to the Space, the hey, no spoilers. I'm rewatching it tomorrow. Even Kit Fisto's scene sucks, man. I'm really sorry. It like shows him. He lands. He goes like, and pushes C-3PO robot on a droid head. By the way, like that's yeah. the, that's a plot device that they use. That because they have to be in the fight. He for he and he smiles. He goes like, and that's it. Nay, and then he dies in the next movie. Yeah, but so, Revenge of the Sith amazing, dude. No, nah, I wouldn't say like there's <laughs> it's good. Though. There's clearly problems with it. It's fun. Like it more so than, <clears throat> like, and it's better. It's just it's honestly astounding watching Attack of the Clones and then watching Revenge of the Sith. Like it almost feels like, like imagine if Revenge of the Sith was the first one, like that quality. And it's not. It's like okay, this isn't as good as the other ones, but these are fun. And then it got and it did the same progression of getting better. It'd be like. Well, it's probably like he probably had Revenge of the Sith planned out relatively. So, like, he knew how the end was going to play out, but he didn't know how one and two was going to play yeah, out. So, that's so what he's got to write the most, right? And that's got that's the hardest part. I, st- right? I have, yeah, I have so my problems, just, though. I think Anakin's turn happens way too fast. It should have literally, that should have been the trilogy instead of one movie. Hey. Of course, we get the little Tuscan Raiders thing in episode two, but it's like he really turns in one movie and just starts killing younglings. Like, I really don't buy his turn at all. It's because, uh, you want to know why he kills the, the younglings? He kills the younglings because in The Phantom Menace, all of his little friends say that he's not going to win the pod race. And he says, <laughs> <laughs> he says, I'll get back at this generation too. Like, honestly, look at this. I'll say this too. Hot take. Obi-Wan versus Anakin fight is awesome. And I think that that is some, even from Hayden Christensen, I think that's great acting at the end. The problem is, I the problem is what he's saying the lines are terrible man it's not good like, like he's what? he's like <laughs> give me give it to me i just their whole conversation before they start fighting um but like he like i think that they cast him because they probably were like all right get angry and he like sold getting angry they're like all right you're cast but like they didn't screen test with natalie portman to get chemistry there they didn't it's like because like he's he's like walking back and forth after he like choked out Padme and he's like staring down Obi-Wan yeah. he's like you took her from me and he's like I'm like okay like imagine if we got this turn to Anakin to this point like that'd be freaking awesome yeah I know and like Daener- like we sh- it should have been like Daenerys's turn that don't even bring it up so I'm is pissed. Revenge of the Sith even still similar to Attack of the Clones and Phantom Menace where you have it's kind of like that same effect where you have memories of the movie and then when you see it play out again you're like oh Okay, it's good, but not no, quite. I've on- seen Revenge of the Sith too much. I like I watched that two years I've, ago. I've watched Revenge of the Sith a lot, but honestly, I think the things that I liked, I still hold up. The beginning is awesome. There's like an yeah. awesome one take kind of space fight. That's I remember pretty that. cool. Uh, there's some bad. Bye. It's just really the dialogue is just bad in all the movies. The dialogue's bad. What does yeah. the, the help script- droid say during the birth? Then goes like, "Eba, Eba, Eba." And then she goes like, and then she goes like, and then Obi Wan goes like, "Oh, it's a boy." <laughs> Luke, Eba, <laughs> Eba. I go like, wait, it's a girl. 
Leia. <laughs> Dead. And then also, end of Revenge of the Sith, probably next to uh, um, Return of the scene. Jedi. Oh, Return. One of the best ending shots, like, oh, ever. Yeah. It's just, like, literally, I We got to get Double Sun and uh, we gotta get Rise of Rise Skywalker. Of Skywalker. We, we got to get Double no, no, we need like, an ending, like, on freaking dude, Saskatchewan like, or whatever it, this like, planet's called. Tatooine. Like, you get the ending of uh, Revenge of the Sith. You get the rough stuff. Like, the birth of Darth Vader with the birth of the twins is Amazing. awesome. Amazing. But and then, then he, like, he fumbles it. it. Like, that's how it, <laughs> it's like, everything. He's on like, the one-yard line. He's on the one-yard line. No. It's why. You even, know what it even is? Having him look like. You ever and it's seen? Kind of like yeah. Of course, he wouldn't be used to the robot legs, but it looks stupid. You ever seen the football players where they're on the one yard line and, and they, they start celebrating? They drop the ball on the one yard line. <laughs> that's, what happens. that's literally what happens because it was like so close, but they fumbled. Even um, I love the I love the whole fumble. This that they threw it away before. They I, but like I'm I like really enjoy Ewan McGregor's performance at he's the end amazing, of that movie man. when he's like, I have filed you, Anakin. I have filed you. Like that whole thing, and then he's like, "You are my brother." I love that whole you part. Are my like, brother, but like, all I can think of is like, it's getting me. Like, I'm like, yeah, that's really good. But like, but then I think I was like, just imagine how much better it could be, though. <laughs> imagine if I actually cared about this relationship yeah. instead of they have like three conversations in this movie, and it's ten times better chemistry than Attack of the Clones, and also it's not even that great of chemistry. <laughs> like, that's the thing. That's just like. So, Nate, are you watching one movie a week then? Yes. Because that's what I'm trying to do. I'm going to try and watch one movie a week, and then whatever I have left, You'll binge uh, it. I'll just binge it that week before. So that's but, what I'm planning on. Yeah, I mean, nothing beats you and oh, and that. It gets me kind of hyped up for Kenobi because he talks about how he's like, they pass off Leia to the Organas. It's like, oh, we always wanted a daughter. And then I was thinking, it's like, okay, but like, there's another kid. Do we give him to you too? But it's like, Ewan was like, he shall go with his actual family on Tatooine and I'll watch over him. That's like what he says. I was like, okay. So we got Kenobi. He'll they'll do so some cool stuff. So when we get the there. Kenobi movie, is he fighting Darth Maul again in there or no? No, he already fought Dar- Darth Maul in canon and beat him. Oh, for real? Yeah. So what? In Rebels. That kind of takes away the storyline I'd love to see most in a Kenobi movie. Like, I want to see it. It's not going to be a movie anyway, right? Isn't it it's a, a miniseries. Oh, it's a miniseries. You went in? You went in starring in it, yeah. Yeah, all right, Lighthouse, Lighthouse. Well, uh, no. I, well, I still got other stuff I need oh, to Oh, yeah, about. what else do you watch, Nate? Is that the only thing that you've watched? Yeah, I watched Phantom Menace and the Lighthouse. It's back only the back, any... double feature. I'll go next, because I only watch one other movie okay. to you. Um, I rewatched The Witch. I watched it with my mom and it's dad, who had never seen it. Oh, what do they think? My dad liked it. Uh, my mom says the same thing she does after watching every horror movie. She says, I expected more. And I always go, well, what were you expecting? Or what? Do you, what's this more that you talk about? She never has an answer for me. So I, I don't think know. she likes clean endings. And Robert Eggers, yes, as I we agree. know, is too open-ended. Well, not I think open-ended, she, but definitely. I think she likes clean endings. I also think she like wished the witch dove more into the witch and the devil and stuff instead of leaving most of it up to your interpretation, interpretation. which is what I love so much about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm always down for that, dude. Yeah. I don't know. So I guess for that's me, where we vary. The Witch is a perfect horror film, in my opinion. Like it builds so tensefully, uh, and um, for me, it's very similar to Hereditary in the way it's like a slow burn with these really, for me, shocking and frightening scenes. Stuff that stays in your throughout. brain, yeah, correct. And then you get this just <sighs> outstanding ending. Uh, the climax of The Witch is like part one of those where it's like. Uh, one of my favorite parts of any movie ever from the moment w- after I mean, we've all seen it right from yeah, the moment she murders her mother to 
walking into the hut at the end and the Heads devil up, coming out. Spoilers. <laughs> Why wouldn't I talk no, about it? No, no, we're I'm completely about, with you. We're going to talk about Robert Eggers' spoiler. next movie and spoil this shit out of it yeah. because how else are we going to talk about The Lighthouse without spoiling um, it? But Heads I up. completely agree. Like that whole scene with it's the just shackles and everything is yeah. like You hear him start awesome. moving and then I noticed this time I had never noticed it before because I think, to be honest, I've only seen The Witch one other time in the movie theater. No, I saw it twice in the theater. Didn't you run to your car? Yeah, so I saw, the first time I saw it in the theater, I saw it alone. <laughs> and I'm not a religious guy. In fact, I'm pretty anti-religious. But for whatever reason, my <laughs> favorite my favorite thing, in, my favorite type of horror is definitely anything dealing religious. with Christianity, religion, demons, cult. witches. I like cult, cult Occultism, anything like that, I absolutely love. So this movie, seeing it, and like when the son is praying and when he's dying, oh. he's talking about like seeing, and he's just coming into the it. arms of Jesus as he's dying, and you know this witch like molesting him, did all this crazy shit. That scares me. Yeah, that's and creepy, dude. The ending when she's like signing away her life to the devil, and you can actually see his face, and he looks like a handsome man. Yeah, you can see his nose. You're like, that's Satan. Yeah, in his lines, and he's like. Dost thou want, want to live deliciously? And you're like, fuck yeah! Oh, it's so <laughs> and then good. you ran to your car and you said, mommy! Yeah, I ran. So I, I walked out of the theater to my car fine because, you know, it's not that long. But getting from when I drove back to campus at school, I had to, you know, it's, a it's 150 a yards in the pitch black to my dorm. And I said, yeah, I'll run. So I just got there quick. I yeah. don't see the big deal. You got good exercise. It's a tight quarter fast, mile. Uh, it's Great final my, shot in... Uh, the witch as well, oh, dude. Shares a again. That, with so the that's part of it too. Even so, after she signs her name in the book of the devil, and then walks through and the forest naked, and I love the way Robert. It's Eggers, so scary. That movie's freaking scary. I love the way scary, he shoots dude. it, where it's never sexualized or glorified in any way. So you never. They're all naked, but you never actually see yeah. anything. Because it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, right. Like, it's, it's like just, that's it's what they creepy. would be. It's yeah. bizarre and creepy, right? So like her walking out there, they're all dancing around. Then they they all float up, and the camera's just right on her as she goes up. She starts smiling, and she's so happy. All of a sudden, oh my. My God, what, one thing I love oh, about one so thing good. I love about that movie is that like the whole movie, you just think they're tweaking. You think they're like, come on. See, but I disagree because comes full circle, because right? the movie shows the witch right away. Yeah, yeah, so, but I mean, but, you could be like a witch. You can be, in my eyes, you can be a witch without being connected to Satan. Like you could just be a weird yeah. hermit yeah, in the woods, true. and so, you do like weird drugs. Like you make drugs in a freaking pot. My like, interpretation like of the movie this time, after seeing it, is that there's a witch in the woods that is messing with them. Um, but I also think that Black Philip clearly is the devil, yeah. and that the two little twins definitely communed with it first before Anya Taylor-Joy did anything. So I think they are the reason the witch torments them working through the devil in some way, right? Yeah. Because those kids communed with it. Because right away we get them singing about Black Phillip, Black Phillip. And then before anything happened, it was shortly after the baby had been kidnapped or whatever. But she's talking to the kids and they say that they talk to the goat and that it's actually the devil. Whether they're joking or not, we don't know. Yeah. But they say it and I think they were actually What I love about it is that the whole time, literally the whole time they are like, they're just like, she's the witch, all this stuff, and they're blaming her. And, and it's well, like, she's the dad's not. not, but it's the mom who's yeah, going and nuts. it's like, she's not. And then, like, it's like they forced her down, and that's yeah. freaking awesome. Like, I love that so much that it's like, They yeah, force her into is. becoming a witch. Yeah. yeah, you're right. That's amazing. And I imagine being the mom. You live in the 1800s. Your daughter goes out with the baby, and she comes back, and she goes, it's gone. And you go, 
uh, what? <laughs> go, what do you mean it's gone? Where'd it go? And she goes, I honestly didn't see anything. I think a wolf took it I into did, the woods. I did peekaboo and it was gone. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's how like, do you You're Satan. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then the, the same thing, she goes out with the little brother. She wakes up, runs home, and she goes, he's gone. gone. It's, <laughs> it's like, like, are you kidding me? Exactly. So for me, it's just super well written. All the performances are outstanding. It's, it's one definitely of my, a subtitle movie. Do you watch uh, it? Did nope. you watch it? I've seen it three times, no subtitles anytime. And to me, my parents whining the whole time. What are yeah. they saying? Yeah, I I remember Nick and I watched it and like I was like ten minutes into it. And like I of course I don't want to watch a movie with subtitles if the other person doesn't, but I like look over to Nick and we make eye contact. I was like, I'm gonna put the subtitles on. He's like, Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> so theme song for this movie should be Smells Like Teen Spirit. Just teen angst and just get it back at the man, right? So anyway, I uh the I liked it. I guess that was a good joke. Yeah. Thanks. I hey, I took a I took a a class in college. It was like Middle Eastern or not Middle East, medieval uh, literature. So I had to read a whole bunch of old English garbage. But here's so the thing I, that's I interesting. I know the dialect kind of. Okay. After yeah, hearing Robert along. Eggers talk about the lighthouse too, he like has books of he, dialogue. He, he just does like, all research. His, and that's why his movies are like the feel, the production value, the direction is so precise. It's yes. because he does the time and the it's gonna It's going to sound, and this is kind of delving into the lighthouse a little bit, but it's going to sound pretentious, but he does a great job of kind of historical like, accuracy like representing that world and bringing you back into that time Why is period that pretentious, Nate? let's have a movie like... so i want to talk so i've been listening to a lot of interviews with him and so we'll get into the lighthouse soon right uh anyway but teasing it teasing it um even when he was talking about the witch he he claims that he's upset with how the witch looks because he he thinks it feels naked obviously we know the lighthouse is black and white the 119 to 1 aspect ratio dirty camera lenses all this wild stuff right and it's like for the witch, he's upset that it's so crystal clear because he thinks it feels naked. Mm-hmm. So now, I love the way the witch looks. I wouldn't be upset if the lighthouse was in color and shot on the same fucking camera that the witch was. I disagree. I disagree. I lo- I'm saying I'm not saying it doesn't add to the movie for the lighthouse, but I'm saying look at the witch. He wanted it to be different, and the witch is still outstanding without it. I'm not saying it could be better or worse, but I am interested in seeing what exactly his vision would be and how he how would, want would want it to, want look, it to look. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't like think it could. Looks. It would either enhance or or make the movie worse. It would just be a different. Yeah. right? And I'd be the same interesting way about the to see how he yeah. kind of like imagine. Imagine some of those shots in Lighthouse if they were super wide and yeah, I know it's a close quarters movie, but still some of those shots would be amazing if they were really big. And they're still amazing that they're small. And yeah, I love yeah. that the movie feels that way. The cinematographer but it'd be cool the other way too. who shot both, his is name's a God. like Jaron Blanche. And he's young too, which he's is cool. young. He's he just someone, works with Robert Eggers. He's, he's, someone, team. he's someone I'm gonna keep my eye on after seeing the lighthouse. And we'll we'll get into that in a little bit, but I really hope he shoots Nosferatu. Well, so listening to the way they shot the lighthouse, I'm assuming they did the exact same thing for the witches. They build all their own sets and they plan out the camera moves and where the camera is going to be before they do anything, yeah. right? And then the, it's the actors is all blocking where they're going to be. And Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson were like, "Well, that's kind of different for how we normally do so. We're normally we're just kind of walking around in the frame, and it doesn't matter." So rehearsal was a lot different from them than what they were used yeah. to. And it's just cool to listen to how Robert Eggers likes yeah. to make his stuff. So, because I really want to talk about The Lighthouse too. Real quick, yeah, I watched watch? Train to Busan. Is it really good? And it's great. I think my fault with it is that it's a zombie movie and it falls into similar tropes in other zombie movies, but it's such a great idea for one. Is and it relatively it, scary? Or, there's, or suspenseful? There's some tense part. I mean, they're awesome. literally stuck on a train with a bunch of zombies. Like, it's really? like, there's some Let's awesome Let's close the moments. door, though. Watch the movie, Nick. Like, Whatever, yeah, that's Nate, part of it. Is they close the door to the next thing. 
Oh, are you serious? <laughs> but like, I figured they just ran up and down <laughs> for two hours. Um, yeah, Tyler, whatever, dude. But also one of the best characters. Here's a little, here's some hopefulness. One of the best characters in it, the guy gives a great performance. I was like, this guy looks familiar, man. What is he from? He's going to be in Eternals. I was like, this oh. guy. So that's a, that's a pretty stat cast. So that's got me excited. I also watched the miniseries Over the Garden Wall. Uh, but you can like listen to more of Luca and I's thoughts on on twos. Oh, it's that's an animated one. It's a long one, and it's amazing. I suggest everyone watch it. What's it's it on? literally Netflix? It's on Hulu, Hulu. So I don't know if you have Hulu. So Nate, what would you rather watch with me as a brother, that or Tree of Life? As a brother? Yeah. I don't know. Are I over figured, the Garden I feel, Tree of Life remotely similar? No, well, but Nate I feel like me. no. Well, I feel like Tree of Life may be a watch on your own type of movie and get your own experience. Where Over the Garden Wall, it's literally about brothers. Tree of so, Life. Nate, you realize we're brothers. I would recommend watching Tree of Life with somebody because if you watch it by yourself, you'll end up taking a nap. Is that true? Hundred percent. I don't know. I feel like if I plan it, my thing is that I'm waiting to watch it. It's until not a movie I I'm going to turn on at ten o'clock it, at night. It's one of those movies where I didn't fall asleep when I watched it. You checked but out, but there are so like I can barely tell you about that movie because it's so long and it's such a bizarre like just family drama epic. That it's really easy to just go, yep, I don't remember the last 30 minutes of the movie that I just watched. So anyway, but you guys will like it. Over the Garden Wall, Hidden Gem. It's like a mini series, 10 episodes, 11 minutes each. It's like an hour. To, I mean, it's two also, hours it's long. super long. Yeah, it's literally the length of a movie, it's a and it's awesome. Um, and it's f- like for being so restrained, because it's, techni- it's for children. It aired on Cartoon Network, but like... It gets dark, and the humor is actually great without being super edgy. Nope, it's just it's reminiscent of old fairy tales. That's what I. That's the best way I could kind of okay. describe it. Um, and then I watched my movie of the year so far, The Lighthouse. The Lighthouse. And before we delve into spoilers, let's just give our spoiler-free thoughts on it. I think that um, it's amazing performances for. Like this is gonna be like a movie where you like let's talk about performances real quick. Um, it's just literally that the two of them pretty much like for ninety percent of the screen time, and it's like more the, than that. Probably the cinematography is amazing. Uh, this location is amazing. Just how everything like the dialect that they're talking in and how everything's like. I was was watching a bunch of interviews as well, and like how Willem Dafoe talks about it is like this heightened dialogue where it's like half of the stuff that they say are in monologues and it's just awesome to kind of and like it's kind of one of those movies where it's just like it's complete chaos but i think that plays into the actual plot of the movie but like it's hilarious it's frightening it's disorienting and it's just tomorrow and uh, i don't know let's go let's go see the lighthouse (laughs) i are, are you what else were you gonna add nate no, I just love every second of it, and it's I I think it just plays into what I really like from these specific types of movies a lot, where it's like very allegorical, but also very I don't know. It, I love watching it. I'm like, what? I it can, literally could not guess what would happen next. What? I was like, where is this movie going? But on top of the thing where it's allegorical, it is. But you can also just watch it as a story, it, yeah, at face value, and it makes sense both ways. Exactly, which is, great, which is right? that's like the perfect way to do a movie like that, like. I I really enjoyed the lighthouse. Which is the same as the witch. It's so good. I really enjoyed the lighthouse. I went and saw it by myself yesterday. What a How many people were in the theater? Uh, pr- less than ten. We we had quite a few. And in my mine. showing too. Yeah, and I both a, times I see. I it. had a great time watching this movie. I unfortunately for the first time I think probably five years had to go 
during the movie for a minute and use the bathroom. I couldn't focus, but that's besides the point. I love this movie. I thought I had a great time. It's my number one on the year so far. Really? It's going to be, it, yeah, it is. It, it was really close between that and the farewell thus far. Uh, I have been slacking a little bit, but I hope to catch up in November mm-hmm. here on some quality movies. Well, now we're getting all in the, the Oscar season. And, the but I have to say like there, I, it's going to be hard to find another movie shot as well as the lighthouse i think that the aspect ratio i don't know exactly what the cinematographer was going for robert eggers but i think it's very isolated it makes every it makes you feel like you're on top of the screen so it's almost like them living with each other in such close quarters i think that the black and white very grayscale, very monotone almost in same tone at like it's not very far from each other the tonalities it's not high contrast let me put it that way yeah and it's almost like a painting each frame. Beautiful. The it, dolly work, everything. Amazing. I, I, I talked about it uh, with uh, some friends after I saw the movie. And it was like, um, uh, I was like, it would almost be an interesting experiment. Because uh, like if people didn't know Robert Pattinson and didn't know Willem Dafoe and you just showed him this movie and you said, what, what year do you think this came out? Because it looks like one of those old movies. It's, like, even sometimes when they're walking across the lighthouse, even though they built this set, it still looks like a miniature. Like, I don't know. They do, like, cool stuff with it where it looks – and it almost feels like you're not even supposed to be watching this. It yeah. is weird. Like, it feels like a hidden film like that. <laughs> so, is like, I'm going to keep my eye on the cinematographer. And one thing He's that probably I just going to shoot Robert Eggers' movies. One thing that I find super interesting cool. – yep. One thing I find super interesting is how – I didn't expect this, but how terrifying the natural audio is of being on an island with a lighthouse kind of almost by yourself. It's raining. The waves are crashing. It's just black. And then the the noises that the little creaks of the lighthouse make. And and there's no light except the lantern because it's old times. And randomly, the foghorn just goes off. All you do is work hard all day long and get pissed drunk every day. I, I can't put my finger on it. But it did not leave me as satisfied as The Witch as far as if I'm going to compare the movies. They're both amazing. I think it'd be easy. It's too easy to say it was runtime. But for me, I left the movie with my heart and my gut and my head, giving it a four and a half out of five. I loved it. The performances are great. I do want to go see it again. Um, it was amazing. I, I, I can't stress enough. I can't stress enough how good the cinematography is. I loved it, man. I man, I want some of those those frames Dude, on a t-shirt one on a poster that I really want on a t-shirt. There's a whole bunch of the waves that I didn't think were uh um like they almost just look like stock footage and not yeah. like they sh- went out It and was shot weird, right? It looked yes. I don't know. I liked it though. And like yeah. even the lightning looks like it's like painted on instead of like I was like Dude, I'm freaking I don't Maybe know. Maybe it's just obviously the camera and the lenses they were using, yeah. then, right? Um <clears throat> well, I loved it too. I think it's absolutely outstanding performance. No adversity on the podcast. <laughs> Robert Eggers just has such an eye for historical. He knows how to direct detail. Stuff. Yeah, and he's just a fucking. He just somehow he knows where to put the camera. Interesting. It's like there's all these decisions you can make of where to put the camera, and he makes the right one every time. Oh, so yeah. every scene, I'm like, oh man, I agree with <laughs> what you did here. This is cool. Um, it's it's definitely one of those movies that's an experience. Like it's not. I don't love the story. It's not as easy to follow as, you know, name almost any other movie, but it's such an experience to watch it where it is super engaging because of how amazing the performances are and how distinct and different it looks and feels and the bizarre story that it is telling. I just had such a great time watching the movie. 
Uh, Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe are just so endlessly funny to watch go back and forth. And then hearing about how they treated the movie differently and, and just how it all came together. It's just, it's just so great. And I can't wait to get into spoilers and talk about it more, but, um, I guess the only reason, and I'm going to compare it to the witch mostly just cause I mean, that's Robert Eggers first film. And I don't love it as much. And I think that's mostly just due to like subject matter. I'm not, and not that I need to be emotionally invested in every movie, but like, I just enjoyed the story of the witch yeah. and following along. So it was like, when it comes to the ending, I, I, it's like I just enjoyed the final product more than the way the lighthouse turns out. But I, I still absolutely love the movie. It's one of my favorites of the year. And no matter how, like, no matter what I thought about the lighthouse, I'm equally as excited as what Robert Eggers does for his third film, just because of how extremely talented this man yeah. is. I think I've been seeing a lot of reviews. I've been reading on letterbox and social media. I think it's unfair. A lot of people are, are going in, being extremely hyped up about it and then ended up being disappointed but they're blaming like a24's fan club for it, the hype it builds like each a24 movie and they're like yeah of course it was overhyped and everything like that well, with I, th- a20- I think it's unfair because why wouldn't a majority of people be excited about a studio consistently putting out either average or to good to great original content in producing these movies why wouldn't people be excited about it i just want to put that out there because i've seen like five reviews where they kind of blame a24 for them having their hopes too high for this i just totally ignore people online yeah. i don't care i don't know i'm yeah. starting to tune out with a lot you know of what the, yeah. you get mad on the internet that's no, what you're supposed no, I, to I do what you're I talking about, but i i just try and like not let that affect oh no i just wanted to wrote i wanted to say that i hated them i thought i thought people were generally responding really well to the lighthouse oh, and yeah, i think yeah, yeah. which Maybe, is interesting com- right. like when you're when you watch the movie, you're like, wow, okay. This is I feel like it wasn't marketed in... Well, it's a tough it's a tough one to sell because it's not a horror movie. Yeah. But it's very easy to market it like a horror movie because of the way it looks in the and score. And there's some horrific and, stuff in exactly. it. But it's like, I don't know what... But that's not the kind of movie you do. So how do you market this accurately, especially following up The Witch, which 100% is a horror movie and is very scary, in my opinion. I think most people felt the same way that saw it, to where it's like, okay, so it's directed by the same guy. It looks like it might be a horror movie. It's clearly a horror movie setting and style and all this stuff. So it's like, how do we sell this really dark comedy that's kind of what it, I mean, I wouldn't consider it a horror movie at all. You know what I mean? So it's like, I think yeah. people are just upset that it wasn't scary. Yeah. I don't know. It's very unique. I don't mm-hmm. know how to like it. Like you said, it's very much an experience and it's kind of an experience that you're taking with the characters. Cause I, I love how it plays out. Like, like I can just say that it's insane and that's exactly what happens to the characters. It's a trip, baby. Insane. Well, it really feels like you're with Robert Pattinson and he, oh, every time he's confused at what's going on, you are too. And I yeah. feel like that's the whole it's point, great. of and course, thing, right? And that's why it's so good. One thing I've noticed with Robert Eggers through his two movies, The Witch and The Lighthouse, is it's not fair at all and I don't even know if he's going for it, but it reminds me of The Shining in the sense that like you, you're going insane with these people throughout this movie. It's like literally in full, yeah, 100% what he's doing, yeah. And I love it. I mean, obviously, a lot of horror directors take that route because to get in someone's head is kind of a scary thing when they're going insane. Not yeah. as effectively, though. <clears throat> like, not. I feel like most people don't do it as well. Oh, no, 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 correct, correct. And I, I love that, though, because this one, it's you got two people, and they're just... I mean, okay, I want to jump into spoilers. So yep. overall, we all recommend it. Yes. Yep performances are incredible that's kind of the main takeaway from it but the cinematography is top tier yeah it's gonna be hard to beat but we'll see i mean we still got 1917 we got what else we got 
I don't know, Nick. You're the oh, cinematographer. Dude, I forgot. Guy. Ni- that's my most anticipated, guys. I forgot. 1917. Well, so we'll I'm, I'm excited for so. Ford v Ferrari. We'll see. That looks good. Yeah. It looks shot well too. Man, um, I'm, but I'm like the racing stuff. Spoilers be. about the lighthouse. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so spoiler I, alert. First of all, go alert. see the lighthouse. Support it. Okay. So, the movie, the the climax. Okay, Robert Pattinson kills puts Willem Dafoe on a leash. <laughs> He puts him on a leash. What? What? He he what was, what's that was so. I. <laughs> what's your thought process when he says, leash. "Get out here, dog"? Yeah, <laughs> and, and then you see Willem like Dafoe. That. It was so funny. I would. I would love to hear their converse, like how it was doing the takes for those scenes. It was hilarious because I saw the first time I saw it with Luca. The second time I saw it with Max Burke, and Max Burke has very vocal reactions to stuff. As soon as Willem Dafoe comes out, he just says, okay. <laughs> and he's like, this is maybe getting a little too weird. But I was like, too weird for Max Burke. I love it. So, that, yeah, he buries him alive, right? I love it when he slams the axe. How does he end up killing him finally? Though? He slams, slams the, the axe with into his one hand. Oh, yeah, is, he, is he actually there? Because he's completely, Willem Dafoe is completely clean at that point. So it's like one of those things. I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, Nate, you had a really interesting take on the movie that I loved is that it's all in Robert Pattinson's head, which is what Willem Dafoe says to him, and that it's maybe it's his own personal hell after murdering somebody because yeah. we get these weird visions of him seeing some guy that it's like, what's going on? Um, but I think you – why don't you go ahead and just explain your well, exact thing? like, so clearly the movie <clears throat> takes inspiration from the tale of Prometheus, which we, we'll probably touch on a little bit later. Um, but even Robert Eggers himself said, yeah, that was part of it. But it also has a lot more kind of things that I was kind of going for, but I'm not, of course, going to say that. Um, and my kind of interpretation was – Clearly, Robert Pattinson feels guilty. It's the whole reason why he was doing this job is to get away from society for a little bit, get some money and bail on society because he feels guilty from what he done. Whether he murdered this guy or he just let him die, that's kind of up for interpretation as well. Do we um, know what he did? He what? says that he left him. What he says is that he let, he went overboard when they were logging. And you kind of get a sense of that at the beginning of the movie when you see all the logs move and you see a yeah, dead body. Yeah, yeah. And he was That's drowned, what that was. I was under the so logs. confused what the fuck that was when I'm watching the movie. And it's like he's looking at the water and there's and all this logs. stuff moving around. But I didn't realize yeah. it was logs. I was like, and what am I looking And that's the body of the guy. So it's like what oh. he tells the story is that he all he could think of was putting that hook in the back of his head and knocking him overboard. And he says, but instead he just slipped and went overboard and I just didn't save him. And he was reaching up for it to be saved. He's being tucked under by the current in the wood, and he just died. Mm. But in the flashback, when he's when Robert Panson's masturbating and he's having like all these visions of everything, you there's a quick shot of him with the hook and he th- throws it forward. So he could have actually done it, or that might just be what he question. Pictured. Did you guys notice with Robert Panson's character throughout the movie, his accent completely changes? I don't know if it. It's a acting well, he, flaw for him, or like, well, within the movie, or if he's like trying to impersonate someone because he's trying to take on this other identity, and then he spills his beans. Can we get? Back? I want you to finish your theory, okay. and then we'll get to that. Okay. Um, but so, anyways, so the whole movie is kind of dealing with Robert Pattinson's own guilt, and he's trying to convince himself of being a good Same. guy and being worthy of going to heaven and all this stuff. So we see him at the end of the movie; he ascends the lighthouse. And we see him at basically the gates of heaven and he's witnessing heaven. And then he's literally cast down and he falls down the stairs, which could also be, it's very much a Promethean thing as well. Um, But then we see it goes to white 
and then it cuts back and he's on the beach being eaten alive by these birds um by the seagulls uh which in and of itself is torture and it's hell because he was still alive in that scene he's missing an eye the seagull that's eating him is missing an eye the seagull that he's killed is missing an eye the crate that he pulls up is him is missing an eye so and we already heard earlier is um well, Willem Dafoe kind of says that dead sailors are in the seagulls, right? So Has he, could, is he dead the whole is time? Is he dead? Is this just his hell? And he keeps reliving it, and the seagull is him, the guy that died before is him, and he just keeps dying on this island forever and ever. And it makes sense that and his hell is almost just his life anyway because he was just doing manual hard work yep. every day, no matter what, with people just kind of talking down to him who clearly aren't doing as hard a work as he is, but they kind of act like they are. Yeah. It kind of almost deals with toxic masculinity in a way, yeah. which I thought was relatively interesting in the movie that's set back in the you know yeah. 1890s or whatever. And I think you're onto something with your theory there, man. I really, I, I can definitely see... And when I see it again, I want to watch it kind of with this lens or at least think about it where it's like maybe this is all in his head. He is either already dead or about to die, and he's, this is just his mental torture. This and, was his whole life. And like even to add to that, because uh, Kyle Owen, also a listener of the podcast sometimes, he had an interesting take. And I think all of these theories kind of play into one where he kind of viewed it as uh, had something to do with alcoholism as well. Because once they start drinking, they don't stop. And they yep. start drinking oil and stuff like that. Yeah, and how my, going, he just starts going insane. He's drinking all kinds yeah. of shit. Yeah. And how my kind of thing plays into that is at the beginning when he's at his peak of trying to convince that he's a better person, he, just he do doesn't drink. Thing. Yep. And then he loses it. And he just he, <clears throat> then he starts to convince himself that he's a good person. And that's when you kind of fall back on these visions. But then he lo- misses the thing. And then he starts to have these kind of. Do you think that goes that's the voice then? That's the well, voice. Like he has kind of a different accent at the beginning of the movie. Than well, the end, so he he's also like convinced himself he's a different person. I don't know. But also Robert Panson kind of talked about it, how he. Uh, it's a very he went for a very specific accent that only a select few have and it's in Maine and it's like these weird sailor guys and he's listening it was like it was like Irish and then it went to New England Boston I didn't notice that it was going listen for it yeah yeah Yeah, I want to watch it or, or catch it again but um I think you can also take the movie not at face value but that it is a real human story of by these two guys who go to a lighthouse and uh Willem Dafoe is this captain who has you know uh, Robert Pattinson finds out later in the movie that he's been lying. He's been lying to him about uh, his logs with and stuff. And he was going to make sure he didn't get paid and all this stuff. So it's like maybe Willem Dafoe did try to keep him there because he has no companions in life or friends. He was never this real captain or anything, and he wants someone to have, to have some sort of companionship with him. So he takes him out of this island, and they do go insane. But it's also one of the things that what he wrote down is technically true. But it was like he was also participating in it where he's like drunk on the job, yes, neglected exactly. duties and stuff like and that. But Robert Pattinson, was, he was always working hard, which is then like he was always yeah. doing all this stuff. And there's, Robert Pattinson, there's a great, there's a great line that kind of gives me a little like little tingles because it's just creepy and I couldn't imagine the situation. After we get a kind of shining moment and Willem Dafoe's chasing him with a limp and an axe and he brings him, he's like, don't you remember? You were chasing me with an axe just now. Yes, and, and he tells this. him it's the other, but they never address it yeah. again or anything yeah. like that. So my whole thing is, too, with just the many different interpretations of the movie is that it pulls from The Shining in the best way that when you're done watching The Shining, there's so many people with different interpretations of it. Yeah. And the best part is they all could be right just yeah. because of how smart Robert Eggers is, Robert Eggers is, how smart Stanley Kubrick is. Like He was probably going for a lot of different things. He put all these elements in to give arguments for all these different – give them all credence, right? Mm-hmm. So. I think there's so many ways to interpret this movie, and they all can be right for you as you're watching it, which yeah. is the best part. And 
yeah, like I'm not, I'm not, and this isn't me toot my own horn or whatever, but I really like my interpretation and that's kind of what I'm sticking with. I, bitch, was, bitch. I also saw another great one. It's Prometheus. That, that The Prometheus thing, but that's pretty face value as well. Um, but there was also another theory that kind of plays with mine where, um, cause at the end and, uh, Max kind of pointed this out as well, which was one of his, I guess, main gripes with the movie, which I didn't get, but like the disconnect from the final shot and the shot before the final shot, where it's like, how did he end up on the beach with all his clothes off and he's getting eaten? Someone predicted that not predicted, but like interpreted that like he's running away from the murder crashes on this Island and he's basically this is him going through judgment and then what is actually happening after he crashed on the island is that he's just dead on the beach and he's getting eaten by these seagulls interesting so that could be a thing too but i like the idea that this is his personal hell and he's constantly reliving this over so what's and robbie over saying and over about this because this would be my hell too man this is terrible what's, <laughs> what's robbie miserable? saying what do you well, mean he, well he'd never say would he Robert no Eggers but he did say it's uh he took inspiration from an actual true story about yep. two thomases that one was old, one was young. One died, one went insane on a lighthouse. Uh, he took inspiration from old, um, like, folk stories yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, there was one. Mythology. There, there's got to be some theories out there where they're the same guy, too. Like, yeah. could, what if... Well, could, I, think it's a, I think it's a big thing about identity and kind of... That's where Kyle came into play, where it's like, Willem Dafoe is kind of his thing that's convincing him to drink to, no, no, you're fine. Like, the, that part of you that you kind of basically accept in on yeah. yourself is because of like you just want to see that mm-hmm. um interesting yeah it's just like there's and you he, could do it you could interpret it anyway but he man. also robert eggers also said uh that he is huge into the occult and stuff like that and that of course uh, st- all of his movies are going to kind of touch on that in some way well that's why when he goes and looks at the light it is very it is very um H- Lovecrafty. Yeah. So I was listening to an interview where he was talking about like, well, if it was a Lovecrafty movie, what would happen is he goes up and he sees the light and you do see what he sees. And there is a giant octopus fish God thing that there, this whole Island it's has been worshiping and there's runes and all this stuff. And it's like, well, maybe he did see that, but I'm never going to let you know. Yeah. And that's the point. Right. Yeah. And even if he did see it, like you said, well, the whole Does point is that he yeah. gets rejected by well, it. I and, love, and like I told you, I love the whole thing where someone says, I know you're probably not going to tell me, but what did Robert Pattinson see at the end? And he said, if I told you, you'd get the same yeah. fate as Robert Pattinson. So it's like one of those things is like, yeah, he just saw his own rejection or whatever. Awesome effect, by the way, when they just peak the audio. And it's like, that's yeah. something that's going to be one like of those things that stick in my head. That's like 2001 when they touch the That's going to stick. Like, it's like one of those things where it's like, that sticks in my head. The whole piano wire on the freaking neck yep. and hereditary, that's going to be in my head forever. I want to watch it again because for me personally, I don't remember the scene in this movie where I was like, this is one of those scenes for me. You know what I mean? I think that's why I didn't love it as much as The Witch overall, but I still think it's a great movie. It was like it didn't have that one amazing – I love the whole piece, but there wasn't that that scene for me. There's just got, a lot of great I got, scenes. It's weird. I, it's actually funny. I got chills during Willem Dafoe's monologue after Robert Pattinson's character doesn't like his cooking. It's like the movie's hilarious too at it's the same so point. It's so funny. What, 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 And then it cuts, and then they're like... Or they're dancing, and then they're holding each other in their arms. It's like, do they love each other? Or do they hate each other? <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, really. It's boomer v. millennial. But then, but then it's also, that's where that's where kind oh, of okay, that's where kind of uh, Kyle came into it, where it's like, when you're drunk, you kind of love yourself when you're an alcoholic. And when you're sober, you kind of hate each other. Like yeah, you so hate yourself. So it's like one of those things as well. I think all of it could play into it, where he just literally... 
is a bad person and he has mm-hmm. lots of vices, but he's trying to convince himself that he's I a good person. I think it's everything we've talked about. And that's, <laughs> and that's literally like we get this scene, which I know the second time I, the first time I kind of noticed it, but the second time it was like, that's for sure what's happening. But it's like when Robert Pattinson is like spilling his beans and he's like basically confessing to what he did and he's convinced, trying to convince you that what he did wasn't wrong. He literally looks up into the camera and you think that he's looking at Willem Dafoe, but then he looks down the hallway. So it's like he's looking at the audience, and then like, he looks away. He's like, did I do something Like, wrong? almost like he's looking at himself. Yeah. And then that's when you get the, why did you spare your beans, Tommy? And you get that whole thing, which is just Because so, Willem Dafoe's God. Can I be honest? Can I be honest with you Who guys? Knows? I specifically remember at this point in the movie, you know, sometimes when you go to a movie by yourself, it's the middle of the day. I thought you at get real relaxed and you just sort of mentally, you drift. You just sort of mentally go away. And, Bad uh, movie watcher. <laughs> I don't. I don't uh, fully recall that scene as well as I should. Yeah, like he like literally like just looks into the camera and then he looks to the side. Good, good set design, good costume design should be nominated for every it's, Oscar. Yep, it should get nominated for majority set costume lead supporting. You could literally cast either one of them as the lead or yeah. supporting it. For I the, think Willem Dafoe will be supporting. get nominated for supporting. I don't know if Robert Pattinson gets a nomination. He deserves it, he but I don't think. He, Batman, I, yeah. Did you guys hear? So Robert Pattinson uh, and and Eggers had talked after at some point after the witch and Pattinson had expressed, "Yeah, I'd love to work with you." So Eggers reached out and sent him a script, and he didn't say what script it was for, but he said it, it, it revolved at Pattinson playing like a 1400s Victorian-era aristocrat-esque, you know, cigar-smoking type thing, and Pattinson turned out and said, nah, it's too easy. I want something more challenging. So he sent him to the lighthouse and said, is this challenging enough for you? And Pattinson was like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, and it, th- this is also a thing, too, is it started out because Robert Eggers wrote this with his brother, Yep. And it started well, out with him kind of being his brother had this story and all he wanted to do was a lighthouse keeper that's like a ghost. Horror thing. Yeah. yeah. And his brother said, Let me help. <laughs> and he was like and then he was like, Robert Eggers is like, Oh dude, that's great. Let keep me updated and Let's I'll direct some it. Farts and well, beans. He's like, Keep me updated in that like that'll be great. And then um he like years later, like after the witch and everything, he's like, Hey, how's that how's that script coming with the lighthouse? That was he's like, Man, I'm kind of at a standstill. He's like let me come in, and then they finished it together, and this is what they came up with. So it's pretty sweet. Take that with, as you will, with the whole ghost. There's a mermaid in the film. There is a mermaid, and the screams are freaking. Yeah. So what's that? His section. There, he's got some clearly some uh, sexual re- repression or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we don't know. Maybe. Yeah, well, that, to, I want to watch. I want to. I want to view it through a lens of like kind of my theory of the because ju- like. I wonder if each sin is kind of represented in some way, because that would be lust for sure. Sin, yeah, gluttony. Wrath well, is him killing him. Wrath. What about so? Envy gl- is him not like he wants to see the light. Yep. Like horribly. why can't I see the light? Well, gluttony be is that the drinking? Drinking. Yep. He and finally then sloth gives in. is I don't know him being lazy sometimes. But that, that was my thing is he was never actually lazy. Yeah. He was just working real hard, but he never got credit for it. Right. So that's why. One of my favorite parts about ones? I love when he gets poo poo on his face when he tries to oh, throw that it. That is, the I literally laughed out loud at that scene. I don't know why <laughs> he like throws I, it and it goes back and it's like a solid like five seconds and he's like, oh, <laughs> it's, it's why good. didn't he dump it out anywhere? Like, I he don't walked know, to the man. specific place. Why didn't he realize the wind was in his face? He <laughs> <laughs> like leans over and throws it out and it blows right back into his face. What are the other, What are the other sins? It doesn't matter. 
sloth, envy, wrath, gluttony, lust. Think think seven. Um, Morgan Freeman, Brad Pitt. Those are the other two sins. I honestly don't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. But I'm going to view it through that lens and maybe Murder. maybe that was something. But it's definitely... Um, so do you think there's anything with the whole Poseidon mythology too going for on? For sure. Movie? I mean, yeah, dude. I'm, Willem I Dafoe take, turns into for, him I at the end. I take the Greek mythology angle. He turns into Poseidon, or he just he no, turns it. Well, he, I thought so he turned into the, some half. Nate, I like your thing. angle. I do, and I think it makes a lot of sense. But I don't know why. For me, I just take the Greek mythology. Well, one. the easy. curse, the curse that he gives him, pretty much happens to him. Yes, yeah. and he and like even to the fact of like he talks about you know a crustacean filled god or whatever, and he sees that at the end. He even says dead sailors will rip out your organs. Literally happens at the end. So, and then the best part is that after this giant curse, he just says, "All right, have it your way. I like your cooking." <laughs> and that's how literally you that's like how, my lobster though. That's, didn't that's he? how the scene ends, which is just phenomenal. That, yeah, that know, goes he's from, like freaking out, and then he he's like sitting there right, and Defoe standing over him, giving him the big monologue. Yeah. Oh, and like the shots in it. I'm talking about the shot where he turns him over. Like that could be part. That could be part of it too, where he's like, "This is him." He just keeps reliving this, and his former person that's all tied up is him. And that's God. Willem Dafoe's God in this. Because then it's like he's looking at him, and he like grabs him, and the light is shining out. That's freaking. Just that frame is awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's and it's based on a painting called Hypnos, which is a Greek god. Dude, it's yeah. There's definitely some Poseidon's rage. In this Robert film. Eggers is a brilliant filmmaker, and I cannot wait to see what he does. Willem Dafoe made Willem Dafoe made a good call saying, "Hey, this guy could be a good filmmaker. I, I want to work." They, with him. I hope all three of them work together again. And I hope Robert Eggers has said too that he's not against directing any bigger movies. It's just that he's not like interested what, right now. Well, what he wants to do is he loves on location. All this. he doesn't want to film in studios and do all this stuff. And I think he knows that these bigger productions productions require a lot of that and he doesn't want to do it he wants there to was, do stuff his way and there, that's was, totally awesome. there was something awesome i forgot what interview it was um but it was like robert eggers robert pants and Willem Dafoe, right it was at some film festival and like the last question like one of those things that they just get it in after talking about the movie forever is they ask robert Pattinson about batman and he's like he's super excited and all this stuff he says yeah man i can't wait matt reeves is going to do something great and they ask Robert Eggers, they're like, would you ever direct a Batman movie or something in that vein? He said, well, I don't think so. And then they all and started then, laughing. And then yeah. Robert Pattinson said, bullshit. <laughs> like it's, That's why I think you got to imagine they've probably talked about it. And Robert Eggers is, if he loves movies, then he grew up a nerd like us loving all kinds of different entertainment. But he so might he be a different like nerd because he seems to be a nerd with like history. That's like true. he loves reading but all same, well, those He things. just had, he loves certain stuff. So who's to say there's not uh, some superhero or some story like that. that honestly, he loves hopefully like his next two, we got that Northman or whatever, and Alexander Skarsgård, which is like, Sign me Listen, up. Listen, a Viking movie directed by Robert Eggers with a like Norse, horror elements a and shit. Norse revenge tale is how it's pitched. Wait, and he's doing Nosferatu. And too. he's lined up to do Nosferatu, which is his favorite movie of all time. And Max kind of has this theory that it's like, because there's not really any update on it, but it's one of those things where he's attached, but it's like his favorite movie. So he's like, as long as I'm attached, no one else can screw this up. So I'm just going to take my time with as long as possible to make sure I can do this right. Otherwise, I'm just going to say, yeah, I'm going to work on it. Well, I think that's like, the one that would cost him more money because he was talking yeah. about some projects that he's that haven't gone through because they none of the studios would, would do it, right? 
But that's why he did The Witch was to get funding to do something, and they still said no. And then he did this movie, which he's hoping is going to be the door for more stuff. And I hey, think it if is. it gets a nomination or two, like he's oh, yeah. he's locked. You know, it's one of those things. Hey, Robert like, Eggers is just the Damien Chazelle horror movie, well, right? Well, Robert Eggers, the reason why this movie got made is because after The Witch, A24 was like, first look, the next project you bring to us will fund. And then they brought oh, really? this, which is like... But this is like how do you get how do you pitch this? I saw this movie on a Sunday afternoon, just like two o'clock, and there was a there was people in my theater. Yeah, there was. I went at one forty on a Monday, and to be honest, there wasn't many people in the theater parking lot at all. Probably fifteen cars. That's why it's just a weird time. That's a Monday, yeah. But yeah, I saw it both at night, both times around seven forty, I think, for both. And there was people in the theater. There was more than I count. thought that there would be. Let me count. There were seven people in my theater, including me. Like for example, Kyle, Kyle Owen, and his girlfriend were there, and he he was like, "Well, maybe we'll be the only ones in here." And then like fifteen more people came in. And at one point, I thought people walked out, but it was at like a weird part to walk out at. But I guess they both used the bathroom at the same time. But um, it was like it was like Robert Panson was just talking. And it was like one of the scenes where he just talks and he's sober and he's talking. I was like, that's, this is the scene that, like, it's literally after we've seen Robert Panson beat off and he's effing a mermaid and stuff. And it's like, that's the scene that you walk out at is. They went to the bathroom night. I don't know. No, but that's what my thought process was when I see them leaving. I yeah, was like, that's the scene that you walk out If you the bathroom and you're with someone, don't you guys just go at separate times so you can fill them tell in? Tell them in. Well, I like, think tell. it sounded like people at my screening were generally, they liked the movie. Yeah. People were laughing a lot at all the f- like really funny bits. I mean, I heard people behind me like as soon as it over. No one laughed during it's my movie. Over, it was completely was like, silent. That, yeah, Is there, that's, so what I, that's what I wanted out of it. The last thing that we need to talk about, because we started with this, what's the symbolism to him what, taking Willem Dafoe on a leash and what, burying him alive? What is is there some well, symbolism because to that? I think I don't think there maybe there's I'm sure there's symbolism to it, but it's because Willem Dafoe kept calling him a dog, and it was basically like him swapping positions where he's the leader now. Like he was li- like, and I paid attention because I was like, that's kind of weird. But then I was like. Well, I guess, yeah, he kind of called him a dog. And then the second time, he calls him a dog all the time, like basically whenever he wants attention. He's like, you're going to listen to me, dog, and stuff like that. So it's like that's him flipping out. But, like, he takes it to the next when he's like, dude, I, like, I can't. I don't even know how to walk you through my thought process when he stands over him. He's like, bark. <laughs> and Willem so... Dafoe starts barking. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, where is this guy? Like, literally, I never knew I where this he, movie was that, going. Do you think he fucks him? I don't know. I think he does because remember he <laughs> says, I, I guess I can't say that on the podcast. Whoops, guys. Anyway, he remember he tells him to roll over and then it cuts to black. It go it, it edits him walking out the house because he says bark. Then he goes roll over. I don't know, man. It's just weird. But I don't even can, think it matters. Can we give a shout out to Willem Dafoe performing a monologue while being dirt thrown in his mouth and everything? Yeah. yeah when I was watching the scene, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, man. I really hope that's not real dirt. I wonder how they pull this off. It can't be real dirt. Maybe it's chocolate. Maybe it's like brownie. Some yeah, literally anything. And then hearing them talk about the movie, I'm like, man, that was probably that just was real dirt. dirt. They like, only did two takes. They did two takes. He was freezing because it was just cold in there. Like you see a little bit of water, but it was like completely damp, I guess. So he was just soaked. And they just did two takes, two takes of it, and that's all they could do because it was so terrible. And it's like, yeah, he's a beast. But he's like. But the best part, like the best, like, I, I have such an appreciation for Willem Dafoe at this because after this, he just says it all with a smile oh, it's all, on his he face. Goes, it's like, all, it's all fantastic it. experience. It's like, Dafoe, you were crying he like, said, the whole time. He's like, yeah, but that's all part of the experience. He said that he loved the clo- the clothing. <laughs> he said <laughs> it was kept you quite warm. And, and like, he lived in a fisherman's yeah, cottage. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> he's like, didn't you live? He's like, 
Uh, yeah, oh, wonderful experience. I would wake up, I'd go to work, I'd come home, and I'd sleep. And like that's what you said, because it was just those two. So it's like they pretty much every day you wake up, you go shoot the movie. You come back, you go to bed, you wake Did, up. How long was the shoot? I don't a know. Month or two? I don't know. Probably a month or two. Yeah. It was interesting that um, they said Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson seem to have a great relationship now after the movie, and they both say, "Oh, I really love working with him." But apparently, on the movie, they hated working yeah. with each other. Yeah. Because they their had such different, different right? yeah. maybe not hated, but they certainly didn't love. Well, during well, the main thing during the shooting is like a whole different thing. But like the rehearsal process, Robert Pattinson hates rehearsing, and right. Willem Dafoe's a theater actor, so he loves, loves it. it right. So instantly, right off the bat, they're already kind of butting heads about like because Willem Dafoe's like one more take. Then Pattinson's like, "We already did it, dude, like fifteen times." Well, Ag- and Eggers was talking about it too that he just likes to do rehearsal for blocking so for him it's like hey we don't need to do all the words let's just i want you guys to know where you, you yeah need to stay and hit your marks and defoe's like oh great well let's just do all the lines too and then Batten's like Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, i'm, I'm robert pattinson in that scenario but um did you did, there was an interview as well that it was um uh he kind of like someone asked like about the dancing scene and then robert pattinson said that he hates dancing and that his personal hell would be if someone kept asking him to dance and he said no, but they didn't take no as an answer. So like they kept wanting him to dance. Yeah. And that's kind of what happens in the movie. That well, seems what... freaking crazy. Dance. <laughs> I'm convinced they love each other. In well, the movie. I, <laughs> I think they do. I just love the idea that, uh, so both uh, Robert Eggers, Willem Dafoe and Robert Pence have all acknowledged like, hey, it was fine that we didn't like each other at the time because that was the whole movie yeah. is that we weren't supposed to yeah. like each other. So it's like they both acknowledge that they don't have a comfy friendship or relationship at all during the movie because they're not, they but, shouldn't. But right? like at the end, they're like, they go, they walked up to each other and they, great work. Hey. Some of our best. Hey, Willem Dafoe. And they move on and they're friends. Hey, Willem Dafoe, God in the movie when they're hugging on each other and stuff, that's Robert Pattinson trying to get back with God and then it falls apart. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. But uh, do you think as they're, like, arguing with each other, Robert, Robert Eggers is just smiling a little bit, like, this is going to be perfect. <laughs> this movie is going to be great, dude. They're already pissed He's off at genius. each other. He's a great filmmaker. Let's end it. And the fact that they built it, like, the set. He built a 70-foot lighthouse. I need some of those sweaters they were wearing. I love this. I love the scene when he's on the lighthouse and he's like, don't drop me. Then he drops him. That's when I went to the bathroom right after he fell. Yeah, what vision does he have after he falls? Because he has a vision, right? I can't remember. Well, it cuts out. It cuts to black. black. Yes, that's when I walked out. I can't out. remember. Then but he has a vision, and then he wakes up. I need to. God, I need to see the movie. How I'll about go when, see it again. How about when he goes, the first time he goes to see Willem Dafoe doing his watch, and he goes up, and there's ooze, which I thought it, was like. Come? Yeah. That's what I thought, too. But it wasn't maybe, maybe just an octopus slime? But was, I think it's come. Yeah. Because it sounded like he was like he's he's beating it. <laughs> it sounded pretty rough. Also, can we talk about that shot? Because I already talked to you about like the lighthouse when it hits the background yeah, and it yeah. hits his face, and it's like at different times. But then, like when Willem Dafoe's up there, and you get like his body in the background, How creepy. Was that's that freaking awesome. Wait, dude. I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah. A shot so, like where it he's does up there, and then and then he looks up again, and he's gone. Yeah. And oh it, yeah, 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 and it like hits the background. Yeah. And you see him sprawled out like the yeah. shadow, and it looks—I don't know. But I that's where like, that's where the whole god, or maybe that's just himself. Like he's always being watched. At all I times. think Willem Dafoe's so, god in the film. That's my mic drop. I would, yeah, and he I says the, same. And he the says, fact that they're both named Thomas. Come on, they're and, the same and he goes guy. like he goes like, God looks at Robert Pattinson in the eyes and says, "You like my lobster, though, didn't you?" <laughs> that's him. Like I gave you food i put food on this planet for you and you don't like it that's my thoughts dude and then i don't know what you mean by 
Turn off your watch, Siri, dude. Boo. Hey, uh, sorry. Sponsored by Apple Watch. <laughs> Google Pixel 4 better. But yeah, anything else you guys want to add? I could literally talk about this movie. For... Yeah, I think it just goes to show how good the movie is that we've probably had our longest discussion on it. Yeah. About any movie. It seems like we talked for quite a while. Two favorite shots, the one where Willem Dafoe grabs him and is staring at him with the lights, and also one at the beginning of the movie that when I told you about. Camera. Where, what? When they're looking at the camera. Oh, I mean, that shot's great. The shot when Robert Pattinson's taking up completely half of the screen and he's smoking and you get the smoke but then Willem Dafoe's <coughs> out of focus rocking back and forth and they're just talking yeah. for some reason that shot is like incredible to I, me. I love the one that we were just talking about where Dafoe's up on the lighthouse and yeah. it's from Pattinson like looking up at the ground he's just yeah. like blocking out a little bit of the light that was really cool I, I, I also really like the idea of Pattinson I like that shot when the, the light opens up at the very end and he's just staring into it and but you don't get to see anything that's to me that's just a really smart like mm-hmm. and also for not showing me. all i can say is at the end of the movie like the whole time i'm li- i literally have no idea where this is going right and the final shot is just freaking insane as well and i as soon as it ends i just get as soon as i see the i knew it's the final shot oh so yeah I, yeah i knew it was gonna cut it the cuts yeah. and then i then i just have a smile on my face and i'm like this movie's insane <laughs> Yeah, I had my, I grabbed my coat right when they cut to that shot because I knew it was going to dip right to black or cut to black. I'm, I'm glad you guys love this because, oh, I guess when it was over, I was relatively shocked that you liked it as much as you did because sometimes movies like this, I know you can feel like, oh, well, I liked it, but it's like, what was the point? Yeah. But so like, I like that you love this one because you're pulling a lot from there. There's so much to get from it. Exactly. Right? And you love and that. So. I'm, I'm a with big, like Mother. People hated Mother that's for the, thing. the same I reason. Love I love Mother too. I love Mother too. Where it's, I'm just a big fan of allegorical movies with great performances and the cinematography is banging, dude. Yeah. And it's not, but the whole thing is that it's not just allegorical. Because I feel like sometimes exactly. movies are exactly. just allegorical, and you're like, okay. Because I think I think the movie plays great as well if it's literally just a descent into madness. Right. And it's like even how the movie is structured kind of just symbolizes that as well. It's and just you a can argue both ways, and both can be correct, which exactly. is the best part, right? Exactly. And that's why we love this movie. Good night, everybody. All right, thank you guys. Good night. So much for listening to the Taylor Bros podcast, Lighthouse. Right now at the top of my list, we'll see where it ends up. I think it's at number three or four for me. I hey, think it's a, oh, it's got to be a lock for top ten for me. I'm thinking as yeah, far think as sure. compared to Res or Midsummer, Hereditary better than The Witch by the slightest of margins, and The Lighthouse better than Midsummer by the slightest of margins. They're okay. even on the day. Okay, I will say without a doubt. I'll say Midsummer. The Witch above that, Hereditary. No, Lighthouse, Hereditary. Okay. I mean, Lighthouse, Lighthouse is right there, man. I, I don't accept know. It any, Lighthouse yeah, is right I there don't for me. Blame you. you liked my lobster, though, didn't you? I just you like your beans. I like the feeling of being scared the most. Yeah. It is my favorite I feeling to seek out when I watch a movie. I get that. So for whatever, it's just like The Witch and, and Hereditary struck that perfect uh, combination of what I love, right? So. That's but but real quick, how long have we been on this island? Five weeks, two days, help me to recollect. That was messed up, dude. When he said that, I was like, this movie's so confusing. I can barely... <laughs> I, and the, the first... The, they're and there it's for after four weeks, says, and it goes by super fast. And it's like after he says, like the... Isn't it after he says, you came after me with the axe? Yeah. Why do you, and he sits down, he says that. I don't know. That was part that confused me probably the most in the movie. I don't know. 